0: What's up, Thumpers? Welcome back to another episode of Hyper Heroes here on Hyper Rabbit Power.
1: Go! I'm trying to fast forward time, are you, so we can get to endgame <laughs> and figure out what the <laughs> fuck is going
0: on. Uh, um, hi, guys. Isn't it crazy that we are we've, we're officially in March? Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie is one month away. I know. Mm-hmm. That's I know. bananas. Yeah. Really? It's, How did it march first? It's March first. It's April twenty-sixth. And we're in March officially. Oh, yeah, oh. it's a month and a half, or like Two month months. and three weeks. Well, actually, Two March months. March
1: second, right? Yeah, March second. Yeah, um, okay. it's crazy. Yeah, of okay. flies, man. I know. It
0: feels just started.
1: It, it really. I mean, it really did. But this event is just. I can't stop thinking about it. No dude,
0: joke. Like I, <laughs> Y'all know
2: I've been doing nothing but non-stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I've been sending you, my guy, my I can't like, wait till we in, stuff. Can announce this stuff. <laughs> going to be good. we got a good stuff coming up. Me deep in it. We're also going to go see Captain Marvel on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yes. On we are seeing, Yes, we on are seeing Captain what time? What, time? what time? Seven. 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 Dude. Seven. Seven, dude. Seven,
3: dude. Seven,
2: Seven. dude. Seven. Hey, hey, You guys, I brought some toys. Ooh, some Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we want to... Uh, and let's be clear, too. These are not for you. These are my toys. Uh, <laughs> Son of a Do you Mario. want to? They're built. They're Marvel Legends Build-A-Figures, and I was lucky enough to get my hands on the Captain Marvel series. Okay. Do you guys want to crack them open as we do this episode? Yeah, we can just, just talk. And sure. actually can build. Talk have you guys ever had the joy of building a Build-A-Figure?
0: No, no, no. I don't have the time. It's
2: incredibly satisfying. It's incredibly satisfying to get the action figures where there's a piece uh-huh. of another character yeah. in each, and then you put them together, and you're like,
0: dude, I is have it, a bonus toy. It, do you know who the extra character is? Yeah, man.
2: Yeah. It's on the box. It's, yeah, it says who yeah. you build. You want to get bring into Bring them it?
0: out. Okay. Let, let's have Adam do the stuff. Mm. First stuff.
2: Up, this is Janice Vell. <laughs> this is a comic book character. Who Ye-ha. wants to open the... We got to do some housekeeping. You want to you do, do it? We, we got to do some housekeeping mm. while you bust those out. Do you want to open out. this one so or do you want to open this
1: one? Just bring them out and mm. then All we'll them? open them. Yeah.
2: Well, I was kind of going to reveal them one at a time.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then reveal them
2: and then we'll do the housekeeping. Janice Vell. Just throw them down here. in them comic book. And not in the movie, okay, but still part of the, ca- like related to Captain Marvel in yeah. the comics. Next up, comic book character, uh, Grey Gargoyle. Oh, this piece of shit. This guy's French. <laughs> He's a real douche. This <laughs> guy's a real, real skadoosh. The, the Build a Figure is the Cree Sentry, which I'm pretty sure is the oh, okay. comic book Cree Sentry. I'm pretty sure. But there's, yeah. uh, and you can read a little bio of him on the back. Okay. Okay. And then next up, we have, uh, ooh, my dude, here's a movie character. This is Jan Rog. Gotcha. Who I'm Jude pretty Law, sure, sure is Jude Law. So there yeah. we go. There's yon Rog. He's yeah. one of the Cree characters. That's next the rumor, up. Yes. We have. Uh, let's see. Which one is this one? I think it's this one. Next up, we have Captain Marvel with Goose the Cat. Okay. <laughs> boom, okay. boom, boom, boom. With the oh, leather she's jacket. holding him. That's adorable. Yeah, she's holding him. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, and then we have. Um, oh shit scroll baby Talos. Uh, Talos Talos Ben Mendelsohn okay. is this Ben Mendels? Okay. is this Mendo yeah, is Mendo. Oh, dope it's that's Mendo. Mendo El Mendo then we have young Nick Fury Sam Jackson oh, that's so wow. good
0: 1995 if you, could, if you could just see the hairline on this oh, on this photo awesome. like, he is lined up it's pretty Samuel awesome Sam Jackson doesn't have a hairline that's that high no. it's pretty
2: great well that's probably now with CG stuff and then of course like the OG the, the OG the, the, OG, the okay. regular okay. Like she's got a replaceable head end just of the in movie case. so this is casual Carol yeah and this is like ass kicking <laughs> Carol. Carol I mean, wish they would have Carol. labeled the casual yeah. Carol. Ass kicking Carol. There you have yeah, it. There you go. All right, with all right. those Dang, figures, that's a collect. We shall Dude, build build the crease entry. Yeah. All right. Who's opening boom, What's opening boom.
0: what? Well, let's. Y'all, y'all Hector, have fun Hector, opening.
1: Hector, you and I will start. Adam's got to do some I'm housekeeping, do a little little of housekeeping. We got a new <laughs> sponsor.
0: Is yeah, it a new sponsor? Yeah. We did. We did. So we got a really cool new sponsor. This one is very very simple. This literally doesn't require to require you to buy anything. Okay. Our sponsor for the week is Retail Me Not. Retail Me Not is a nice little genie uh, that you can add to your browser that gives you nice savings on products that you buy. Oh, cool. It basically searches the web for coupon codes and cashback deals whenever you're shopping. So you can save money. Literally, all you have to do is go to the down to the description, click the link, install the extension into your Chrome browser. It only works for people in the United States right now. But when you do that, that supports us, that supports hyper. And it helps us keep everything is there a, on. Is
1: there a code that they need to put in when there they is, download there this? There is a link
0: down in the description. Gotcha. It's literally two gotcha. clicks. You okay. click on the link. It forwards you to a new window. Guys, You install the extension. And you can shop and or maybe earn some savings on some I've been stuff. using the another still? one. Uh, I
1: think it's called like Stevia or something mm-hmm. like that. It's not that great. But I'll use this one. Yeah. And it
0: supports Hyper. Yeah. Okay. So do it. Yeah. Do it. Awesome. Go down into the description. Yeah. Click the button. Do, do do it click it the now. link. Do it now. Do it It costs you nothing. Um, also... It is officially been two years since we joined Hyper That's Family. Right. Congrats, dude. I love you Lucas, where's
1: our birthday cake, homie? <laughs> you, you'd shit your pants up earlier. <laughs> I would shit I, my I, pants my Yes, back. actually, we would.
2: Actually, yes. Oh, my God. We would legit yeah.
1: shit our pants, Lucas. Um, I mean, I kind of already right did. Here. Oh,
0: Whoa. gross. Put your wee-wee back in. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's been two years since we joined the Hyper Family. We've had a lot of fun here. We're going to continue making really cool stuff uh it, it's been it's been it's been nuts you know we kind of came in it was a whirlwind for us getting here yeah and yeah. once we got here we really found our footing and it's been really fun to hang out with all the thumper family yeah definitely and hang out with all the hosts that are here and all that yep, sort of stuff yep. and Hyper's become a really cool home for all of us so we're super thankful for the community we're super thankful for everyone behind the scenes helping us out every week to make cool content yeah uh, otherwise yep, we'd yep. still be shooting this in my bedroom <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. You know right. what? Those
1: those were good times, they but were. I feel like I feel like we needed to grow and evolve and this oh, was the sure. perfect place for us to come. And, yeah. We need to give like, Adam his privacy. <laughs> well that too. I yeah. mean I felt bad coming into Adam's room and just like cramping his
0: style. <laughs> my favorite thing though will always be Cynthia falling asleep on my computer chair. Oh well, yeah. And mm. then, Falling off of falling it. Falling off like, of it. I don't <laughs> have insurance for your injuries. <laughs> Mid-nap. That uh, was great. Smile and Tone, our buddy Smile and Tone has a question for us. Oh. Uh, how has being together for two years at Hyper RPG changed your lives and your most favorite times together? And what are your most favorite times together at Hyper and all of your goals for the future? That's a lot of questions. I got a lot of
1: favorite times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's start off with the first part. Um, how has it changed my life? Uh, my life being a Hyper RPG? Well, honestly, I wouldn't. Have any kind of a Twitter following? I, I mean, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think if it wasn't for Hyper RPG and the support that Zach and Lucas and everybody who and Malika and everybody who gave us support, except Amir, not Amir, not Amir, no. <laughs> Amir's he he smells bad. Um,
3: wi- without without
1: him, honestly, I don't feel like. I the the way we came into here, I felt burnt out, and I don't feel like yeah. I would have continued doing yeah. it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so I feel like <clears throat> people people send us messages on on Instagram and stuff. They're like, "Oh, you guys should form our channel." Blah blah blah. I don't think people understand how much time and dedication it takes to build mm. a successful YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. And coming into a platform, we were lucky that our friends are dope and they let us come in and and do our thing and uh, and basically share in their success. And it, it it's been amazing. So it's changed my life in such a positive way, and I feel like. You guys are just like my friends b- and, and coworkers, but firstly friends, yeah. like everybody behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. For sure. So you guys have created a big network for me here in LA as well. So it's yeah. great. Like it's, it's been super positive for me all the way around. Yeah. And I get to play with toys all day. I have dude. to echo a lot of that. you That's know. a rad looking action figure. <laughs> this
0: <one's really laughs> Check this actually. out, dude. Check this shit out. That's dude, really with the Mohawk? Well. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's rad. That's rad. And but it's like no, I, I, I agree. And you know, like when we were doing stuff on our own, it was tough because we were really sort of like responsible of keeping the whole thing going all the time, and you know we tried doing as much as we could behind the scenes to really sort of streamline the whole process. But it like it was what Lucas is doing right now, cutting in between graphics and all sorts of stuff. Cut real quick, Lucas. Cut real quick. That was graphic. That was that was stuff that I was trying to do while we were doing a show. So like I'm trying to like steer a show in a direction do all the graphics and like make sure that we're like you know everything's working it was really really hard so that has been incredibly helpful being here at hyper is now that we have you know amazing people like lucas behind the scenes to help us and to support us and to like encourage us like hey like let's try to make the show better yeah let's try new stuff let's do all kinds of stuff like that has been super super cool and yeah it's allowed us to really engage with everybody in the community on a weekly basis and because of that, we are less than one thousand subscribers from hitting one hundred thousand subs. I never imagined the day I know. it's That's been a great. long road for us like yeah. we had a YouTube channel. Two, two channels ago, like, yeah we did this and then before we were at superhero news and before <laughs> that we had a channel called the, the Film, Film Pundits. Pundits, yeah yeah and it was kind of that thing where it was like well, I wasn't really growing we didn't really know if it was going to be successful no. so we jumped around we did other stuff and you know it suck it sucked because like we we left the last channel and we left all the subscribers behind yeah, yeah. a lot of people were nice enough to come over to Hyper yeah. And for two years we really helped Sort of like build The YouTube community yeah, here. Yeah So it's, it's been crazy And the fact that like Any, any day now any, any day now Between now and like even, Next couple months Yeah I, I think we, we'll hit 100,000 yeah, It's yeah. gonna be crazy It's gonna be We're gonna, have, gonna have to gonna celebrate cool. God damn it Yeah
1: Lucas I want a cake damn it
0: <laughs> Or your ex-Benedict
2: Oh yeah candied bacon Mmm Hector uh, Yo dude How did you do this? <laughs> how did I do what? How did you fuck this up so much? I can't even I can't put it back it's not me. <laughs> no one <laughs> else touched this. It is you. <laughs> no, it is what are you, you talking about? You know how my life has changed. Uh, I became better friends with you guys, even though yep. we were already really good friends yeah. when we came over to Hyper. And the same with everybody <clears throat> at Hyper. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's really cheesy to say, but like, we're all busy with just like regular life stuff. Let alone like work, trying to do any career stuff. Yeah. yeah. The fact that we that we force ourselves to hang out once a week even if it's for doing a show and work yeah it still feels like we're just hanging out yeah, right. and we've gotten to know each other right
0: and it, Yo, you know, we went to Europe together. That shit yeah, was I know. Awesome. That shit was dope. That yeah, was man. Real dope. My
2: life is better for it. So yeah. that's so that's how my life has changed. Except I don't know how my friend honestly messed up this trash so much. I don't think like, you want to give me fl- toys. It's like a very the- simple procedure, my friend. You take your fingernail. You do the one thing. You flip the flap open. You pull the Look, thing out. I don't have Coke dealer fingernails Bro. like you do. Yeah. Okay? Booger sugar. Booger sugar. <laughs> What did you? It doesn't even mathematically fit. You've got like a different package for a different toy. Oh my god! This uh, is the most derailed happened? show we've ever had in what the history. The what show. We're trying to be all like sincere and shit. I don't know. I'm uh, gonna have to reverse engineer another oh one. Oh my god! Like a factor coming at me. Like okay, how did he and then and then put this together in uh, this way. So what was
1: the second part of the question, Adam?
0: Uh, what are you looking oh, forward to? Oh, your favorite to? times.
2: Yes. Which we uh, kind of already answered. I mean, like yeah, for me. Yeah.
0: I think, you know, we've been friends, we've known each other for, for like seven, eight years now. Yeah. But in the Jesus last, like, I know, I know in the last, like in the last, like two, th- I think ever since we came to hyper, cause when we were doing stuff before at my place, you know, there was a, it was a very stressful environment because yeah. we always, we were all sort of like trying to make the whole thing work together. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was mostly just like work, 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 work. And yep. now because we came to hyper, we had a lot of time to just like, Hey, let's just sit and like hang out, chat, talk. Right, right, Going right. to Europe, I think, was probably like my favorite thing because it was <laughs> yeah. no work for the most part. It was just like, hey, let's just go on this fun trip together and yeah. just hang out for two weeks. That
1: was definitely a highlight for me
0: as well. I got to see how much Hector loves fucking bread. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude. I'm surprised you haven't raided my pantry. Bread is my jam. <laughs> and jam is and your jam. bread. you love jam, jam too. Dude, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
2: no worries, Augustine. We're still best friends. I reverse engineered it <laughs> okay, by cool. looking at this one. <laughs> figured it out, my I just friend. put it in upside down, I think. I think so. So, yeah, yeah. you have a uh,
1: one? Uh, fair yeah, it, it's it definitely uh, Prague is up there. Yeah. Um, and what else did I have fun? What else did I have a lot of fun with? We still
0: it? haven't gone karaoke with Lucas. That's true. No, well, really? we did in Prague. Oh, yeah. Oh, remember? in Berlin. Yeah. That is yes. Oh, yeah, Berlin. True. That was yeah, fun. that
1: was fun. But I think. I'm um, so drunk, I don't remember it. <clears throat> probably. <what? laughs> I'll show you the videos. Oh, boy. <laughs> I have more. Oh, God. <laughs> um, probably just because i like seeing hector's enthusiasm doing that last avengers uh before before um infinity war came yeah. out doing that magnet thing was a lot mm-hmm. of fun as yeah. well um mm. uh, but honestly just hanging out is just fun anyways yeah. you know like just coming and hanging out it's not like all the fun times they're they're on camera but the more fun times are off camera mm-hmm. yeah. which, You know. That's Which that happens. says that
0: speaks volumes because yeah. I feel like we're, we're a shit show every week and I love it. <laughs> do you have Do you have any favorite moments? Um, other than bread and jam in Europe? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Just the week to week, like I'll, yeah. I'll,
2: you know, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of any um, that big ridiculous Avengers trailer reaction with everybody. That oh, was a lot. That of was insane. Yeah. That yeah. was insane and fun, but yeah. it was like. It was, like, still stressful and chaotic, but still fun. Well, it's funny, too, because
0: when we talk about those things and, and like, for Avengers Endgame, it was Uh like, uh, I think we need to bring it down to less. Yeah, Yeah. I think it was fun in the moment. But, you know, from a technical perspective, logistically, logistically, watching Lucas trying to figure out how to get 10 people to be microphoned at the same time. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've never seen such a technical feat trying to be accomplished. Like, it was insane. From a
1: mom and pop operation. Yeah. yeah. Getting 10 people mic'd up. Exactly. And also proper camera angles and then giving close-ups on people as well. And
0: I think we did it live, didn't we? So it's like know. the added stress of I don't I don't remember, honestly. And having to rely on your internet to not shit out on you <laughs> while you're trying to do a trailer reaction. Uh, all sorts yeah. of great stuff. But it's been super fun. We're, continue- we're excited to continue more stuff. Um, I put out a poll on Patreon and on Instagram and on Twitter asking you guys. So one thing that we're looking at right now is we're thinking about possibly enabling channel memberships on YouTube. Now, that's a $4.99 tier where you can get custom emotes for a lot of, like, if we if we ever do live streams and stuff like that. And there are additional perks that you can add to it. The problem is from, like, from, from our end, we can't really see, like, exactly what we can or can't give you guys. Or what you want and what you don't want. Yeah. Really. So, you know, we've been running on – we've had a Patreon for a while, and, like, we're in the process of revamping it. So my big question, I guess, to you guys would be if you wanted to support a creator or support us – Would you want it to be on YouTube or on Patreon? I'm really curious. Yeah. Uh, Because Patreon gives us a lot more flexibility where we can do tiers that are at lower prices, at higher prices, offer more things. So I would really like to know that because I think that's really the last thing that we're sort of – waiting on before we kind of push the new revamp of Patreon out, because I don't really want to split people to have a $5 tier on YouTube and a $5 tier on Patreon. Yeah, it makes sense. I prefer to just have everything in one place, Yeah, so we can just push you guys over and say, like, hey, if you guys want to see movie commentaries and Invincible podcasts, us doing more, like, special events and stuff like that, we would love to, you know, just go over to the Patreon. That's how you can support and make that happen. Um, I got into a very... Fun conversation with the people at Alamo Draft House last night, Ooh. and I asked, them, I asked them about the uh, p- potential opportunity of hosting some screenings. Mm-hmm. I know we've entertained this idea for a mm-hmm. while of doing three mm-hmm. D movies. Yes. So we should look into that. What'd they say? What Alamo, they, Alamo they, say? they would like to go meet with us after South by Southwest and maybe oh. talk about it. Do we wow. need to fly to so, Austin? I don't know if we no, that. No, 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 no. We'll do it here in LA. Because they
2: have an Al- Alamo. No, they're opening soon. a brand new that's Alamo. Why they followed me on Twitter. Yes. You motherfucker.
0: <laughs> this guy. This guy gets <laughs> He's stuff done. He's wheeling and dealing, homie. That's, so, how you, that's how... Oh, man. This yeah. is something that we've also been talking about. You know, we, we want to do more meetups, but we don't want to just do a meetup where... You just come meet us at a bar. As yeah, fun yeah. As We want to force you to
1: watch 3D movies. Exactly. Yes. As fun <laughs> as that it can anything. be. Not everyone <laughs> can go you. to a
0: bar. But so we talked about months ago, we talked about the idea of like, what if we got together with like a theater or some, some organization who'd be down. Yeah to like let us host 3D movie screenings and we would obviously do a lot of the stuff would be superhero stuff right. but not limited to you know we pick some of our favorites and we would try to host something and maybe try to get people from the movie or from the company who like worked on the 3D to yeah. come in and talk yeah. about it. I'm going
2: to tell you right now if this was a I'll just say it cuz if it was like a dream scenario and we were already we were already doing this yeah. I would have I would have wanted us to host a screening like 2 th- 2 3 weeks ago. Double Feach, mm-hmm. How to Train Your Dragon 1 and 2 in uh, yeah, 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we would, we, I'm sure that and we could have asked movie. somebody. Bro, Lego Movie and Lego Batman, we yeah. could have left Lego Ninjago. But sure. that double feature. <laughs> but then like, ask somebody from that studio, either DreamWorks or Warner Brothers Animation, right. you know, yeah, right. to be like, hey, can we talk to your stereographer? Mm-hmm. Would they like to come and talk about the 3D and yeah. the use of 3D in these yeah. films? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And maybe I mean, talk a little bit about the upcoming one. Like,
2: that's we
1: the dream. know a lot of people who are. I do. Know, I, I do, do So...
0: So obviously, a lot of stuff that we want to do, you know, this year, we want to really work on. And I think having a hundred thousand subscribers is going to be the thing that's sort of like—I hate to say it—it it maybe solidifies it, maybe it. like legitimizes us a little bit more. Yeah. Because I yeah. feel like a lot of brands, you know, they look at they look at us and they, and they would see our sub hundred thousand, or like less than a hundred thousand subs. We're and still small. Like, eh, they're yeah, they're still small. But now that we have a hundred thousand, that's. We'll that's, get a play button, and maybe we'll get into that something. That's
1: wheeling and dealing money right, right there. That's I right. Mean, that's
0: right. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But please let us know about the Patreon. We really want to know. It's really important for us. Yeah. It's the only way that we're going to continue growing, um, because YouTube ah. revenue. Uh, I know a lot of people think like, oh, y'all make a bunch of money on YouTube revenue. Y'all, that shit don't make nothing. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it, really, you know, oh, oh, it really. I'm being makes... real with you. Wait, yeah. I'm going to be
1: selfish and build this whole thing, Hector. Do it. Do you want to do, no, you, do, it, do you know
2: how many a figures I built? I that's have for no idea.
1: So many, all of them. Come <laughs> over to you, my boo. place,
0: okay. The first topic of the night. Uh, did you all watch the Oscars by any No, oh. I
1: just watched the live tweets going out. Okay, I wasn't up to date. I was just playing Overwatch. Mm-hmm. I watched Thor and the Incredible Hulk. That's instead. right, you did.
2: right <laughs> you did. All right, all right, all right. for the third time. I don't know how, for how many know, times. I, know, I, <laughs>
0: um, I watched it. I actually really, really enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was probably one of their strongest shows in a while. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that they actually didn't have a host. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it just sort of moved. We didn't have to sit and wait for a host to finish a, joke, a bit or, or yeah. a joke or something. It just yeah. moved. And I, I think the nice thing was they let sort of presenters have that.
1: I did see the Aubrey Plaza thing. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was pretty funny. Did you guys no, hear about I didn't. that? So happened. she was, she did this skit. Where she like communed with the devil or something like that. It was really funny. It was really funny. And she takes some hard digs at like the academy.
0: Yeah. I think you guys would really enjoy it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I saw that. that, And I saw uh, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey and Maya Rudolph. They had like a great opening. I love those. I think overall, I I think it was a a much more watchable experience. Uh Obviously, they put back all the categories that they said that they were not going to show during the regular televised version. Mm -hmm. Thank God. Um, But I, the thing that I want to touch on is. How incredibly well the superhero movies yeah, were dude. represented yeah, at dude. the Oscars! So we had Black Panther, which was nominated for multiple categories, ended up winning for uh, best costume design, Ruthie Thank Carter; you. best mm-hmm. production mm-hmm. design, Hannah Beekler; awesome, mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. original score, Ludwig Göransson. It really was. It was it really was that score, score is is it's the amazing. best MCU score. Phenomenal. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it, it is it's phenomenal. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. I, I also the thing. The biggest takeaway, too, and and, and Kevin Feige talked about. It. He said, you know, if if the movie were to win Best Picture, I don't want to be the one on stage making any yeah, sort of speeches. Yeah, he said. Coogler. Ryan Coogler needs to be yep. up there. I, and the thing yeah. that I loved about all three of these individuals who went up there, the first person that they highlighted and they talked about was Ryan Coogler. Yeah. And how he brought so much creativity, but he also was very inspirational, and he very much encouraged all of these people to be creative and to push their own boundaries. And if they didn't feel comfortable with something, because creatively they felt like it challenged them too much, mm-hmm. he wanted to collaborate and work with them on that to to help get them through it. Mm-hmm. And I think the work speaks for itself. I mean, Black Panther... Yeah, dude. I, I think we've always talked about it ever since the movie came out. The costume design is incredible. The production yeah. design is beautiful. Yeah. The yes. music. Yes. Like yeah. everything about that movie, there are so many things that work really well. Right. And it sucks when when you're online and people say like, Oh, Black Panther got uh, one Oscars over The Dark Knight. You always have to remember that movies like The Dark Knight were the thing that really helped push the opportunity for movies like Black Panther yeah. to then take the W. We wouldn't be where we are without those types of movies. I mean, everything it, was a stepping stone. Exactly. If it wasn't for The Dark Knight, we would have never gotten. We probably wouldn't have gotten ten Best Picture noms. Yeah. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And now to have a movie like Black Panther come out and to now open up the playing field. And to inform audiences like these movies can be can be very fucking good and we're going to reward them for that mm-hmm. is awesome. I
1: don't think any... I guess people have been doubting that the movies are good I or mean, whatever. I mean, people in the Academy. I, I feel like people just look down on them because of the subject matter. Like, mm-hmm. they yeah. won't even give them a shot just because it's superhero yeah. movies. It's people in tights. Okay, cool. It sucks that people have that mentality. You know, mm-hmm. like, the fact that they had to go and create that special blockbuster category, yeah. you know, and then change their mind and just throw Black Panther in there. It's just... It, it's It's... That's part of the reason that turned me off to the Oscars is that mentality was not there yet. And I feel Mm -hmm. like, cool, it's kind of changing, but I feel like it's like those people who only apologize after they get caught. They're only sorry they got caught. They're not sorry that, you know, like if they wouldn't have got caught, they never would have changed anything. Yeah, exactly. So that's something that I feel like. They're not proactively trying to change things. They're no. only reacting well, to things that are being brought up. My
2: favorite thing about the Oscars that night was there was... Um, God, now I'm forgetting the, the, the person I follow on Twitter who was posting it. But I agree 100%. I think it was... Let me try to... Well, I'll, whatever. I can. It, it's not that important. But she was saying that, this, that the Academy Awards had Green Book, Bohemian Rhapsody, right. Black Panther, and um, Roma. And like each of those four movies won right. three Oscars a piece or something Some like something in different like categories, yeah, right? Yeah. Each of those three movies, mm-hmm. and this person said, "If that's not an indication that the Academy is changing currently, mm-hmm. there is no better one." Mm-hmm. Right? And I agree wholeheartedly. I think that was even it Riley? though, no, mm-hmm. I don't think it was. Okay. I'll will I'll find it right now. But even though. Um, the movie that I uh, wasn't necessarily rooting for, like, mm. ended up winning the uh, the Best Picture. Sure. It was still – it still showed, like, just look at the nominees kind of overall. Right, right, And, right. again, I, I just like that optimistic takeaway of, yeah, yeah. yeah there's still, like, an old guard there sure. at the Academy Awards. But their efforts to try to diversify and yeah. get different types of voices and different types of people that are, are just as important in film as – The old guard Mm -hmm. in there and in the mix means to me. Yeah, they did get caught. They did get caught, like you said, Augustine. Mm -hmm. Like they got caught and they felt bad. uh, But at least they did make some efforts, and you can see some of that like happening. And it's just Mm -hmm. kind of kind of keep getting better and better, ideally. So yeah, Yeah. well,
0: Hannah Hannah Beekler and Ruthie Carter. I I don't quote me on this. I think this is. I saw a tweet that said it's been I think fifty or sixty years since a woman of color has won an Oscar for something that's not related to acting Mm -hmm. in five minutes, they gave it to two. Yeah. Right. 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 So like I, I do think that they are actively trying to diversify, you know, and, and, and represent sort of the industry as a whole and not just like you're saying, a section of it. Right. And yeah. also, I
1: mean, and also recognize because yeah. we we have had people of color behind the scenes. Not very many. Sure. But we've had them and they've done great things. And yeah. I feel like they those people, I don't feel like people should go out of their way to recognize somebody like that. But when somebody shows greatness, yeah, you need to highlight it. Totally. You know, like it needs to be highlighted. And, and I, I should probably be more invested since we've had Mexican sweep best director. For the past yes. three years, that's you know, what my which dad is texted me. Amazing, you know, like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Like if it was, if this was the World Cup and Mexico had won four four World Cups in a row, <clears throat> yes. I'd be losing my mind. Yeah, but I, I feel like there's so much, there's so much like. I don't even know how to say it. There's so many things that go into that decision Mm -hmm. that I feel like I can't celebrate as much. But at the same time, I also don't want to diminish the fact that, yes, they have recognized
0: people of color all the time. Well, and I think uh, Alfonso Cuaron said something very, like, very powerful when he said, when he's talking about how he was inspired by international movies like Jaws. Mm -hmm. And you don't think about that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. To us, it's like that's, that's a domestic that's, movie. What? It, yeah. Oh, right, right. He's from Mexico. Yeah. yeah. That's an international movie. Right. To him, to him. Yeah. That's a foreign film. Yeah. yeah that's a foreign <laughs> film. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I think like that speaks uh, that speaks volumes as to how we can sort of look at things like the Oscars and just think that it's the this. Right. Exactly. But really, it should be about and and a celebration of film worldwide. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times we we tend to forget that and it's like we just focus yeah. on the one thing about the Oscars, but like every year, Pinarito, yeah. Del Toro, Guaron, yeah. uh-huh. uh-huh. like uh-huh. they've all been like nominated or won. They've been, won. It. Yeah. They've they've been, been crushing it, it at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, I think I think people should spend more time not just looking at the bad, but also highlighting the Celebrating good that the comes good. out of it. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely, exactly. absolutely.
1: I and I and I agree with that, which makes me want to move on to the next Oscars topic, mm. which is A little movie called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse.
0: Best animated feature film. Uh, We watched it again on, I think it was like a Wednesday night we watched it. Uh Nice. I started playing it, and Zach was coming from the studio upstairs, Uh and he goes, What? What? That movie's out. What? <laughs> I've never seen Zach run upstairs before in my life. Like, a, <laughs> that's the his thing. Body, Zach, Zach's not physically <laughs> able to he's run. He's like a broken <laughs> human He being. ran. He ran, and he like jumped onto the couch and was yeah. like, "Malika, shut it down." That's awesome. I was Hyper like, All right, we're he into shut it. down for the yeah, day," and they yeah. watched Spider-Man. I mean, man, of like, there. I love Incredibles too. Yeah. I love, yeah. love, love, love that movie, it's great so, movie. so, so, so much. Right. And it was just as worthy of of a win, as Spider Verse. Yeah, I think the thing that put Spider Verse over the edge was the incredible styles that it also brought. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I, aside it, from just being an incredible story and being telling a story that's very diverse and introducing all these different versions of Spider Man and what it means to be Spider Man, what it means to like carry on that responsibility of being a hero, um, the look of it is just incredible.
1: I think that. This is the type of movie that drives people to become filmmakers. At least for me and this is very personal for me just sure. because you guys you guys you know me. You guys animation. you guys know me and especially hip hop and like hip hop and animation mm. being blended into this. But at the same time, animation provides us with such a Beautiful outlet where you're only limited by exactly what you want to do like your brain is literally the limit you can do whatever you want. I follow so many talented animators on Instagram that are doing beautiful animation. They're doing beautiful things and it's it sucks that they're not getting the recognition they deserve because everybody on on spider-verse is amazingly talented mm-hmm. and the style and 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 the feeling that they gave is is so beautiful and i feel like all that is out there and it's always been there but it took a spider-verse yeah to to get people to realize that animation is such an underutilized platform to tell stories mm-hmm. you know like we've had some amazing I mean, like everything from Studio Ghibli has been yeah. amazing, you know, and it, that's all animated and I just rewatched Kiki's delivery
2: service the other night. Fantastic. And it's so fucking good. It's so good. The like the animation of of her like falling and then yes pick, you know the flying like the i'm bouncing like That's real the floating it's but also if
1: i there was all there was a video that i watched about the food that he created Dude. like studio ghibli creates mouth-watering scenes where like when they're eating food you want to eat that yeah. food like yeah. it's just everything they everything they do is amazing and i feel like animation the, and this is why i chose spider-verse over over The Incredibles yeah. is because The Incredibles, w- we've seen the animation style and mm-hmm. it was great and 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 I'm a huge fan of mid-century modern stuff which mm-hmm. is the entire look of mm-hmm. the movie, right? Gorgeous, yeah. Gorgeous movie uh, but at the same time my animator brain is just like... Spider-Verse was animator brain overload there was so many I can't wait to buy mixed
2: with hip hop brain yes (laughs) exactly so that was like but I can't wait to buy the blu-ray and frame
1: by frame I'm literally going to frame by frame that entire movie over and over and over again because there's so much to dissect in this movie Mm -hmm. and and and, and it sucks that I have to pick between these two movies because if Spider-Verse would have come out when before we even saw Incredibles 1 like Mm -hmm. if Incredibles one came out with spider verse mm-hmm. i would have been torn right down yeah. the middle because yeah. i had never seen anything like the incredibles one before the incredibles <coughs> yeah. but at the same time it's just it, it sucks that there's this tribalism out there that like yeah that caused this kind of rift but at the same time again uh i i feel like this movie came in as an underdog and then just fucking knocked it
0: out of I, the park yeah i mean i think not a lot of people had a lot of faith in Sony doing a movie like this I didn't I, yeah. think, for, I think for me the only saving grace that I saw was Lord and Miller honestly yeah. Yeah. what they did with Lego what they've done with some of the other movies 21 Jump Street all that sort of stuff I thought okay mm-hmm. cool If these guys are going to tackle Spider-Man, interesting that they're going to hop over and go from, like, Star Wars to Spider-Man, do all this other stuff. Right. But I don't trust Sony. And I'm hoping that they'll let Lord and Miller just make the thing that they want to make. And they did. And then they brought on three directors to really, like, help complete that. Yeah. And, I mean, so many years later, like, I think it took three years to make that movie from start to finish. Yeah. And all the different iterations and bringing on these directors at different times a uh, really fascinating way of creating the movie. I Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to just sitting down and listening to the audio commentary. Yes. audio That's commentary going to be so You insightful. know they're
1: going to have all this bonus footage of how they created all this stuff. They've been releasing stuff. Yeah, exactly. I've been, I've
2: been pouring over as much as I can yeah. anytime they put anything on social media. Yeah. I've been following
1: the animators,
2: Yeah. the oh, animators my God. who post the the like No, oh, I worked and on the, the animators. Yeah, yeah. It's, it has been following a plethora people. of such cool it's stuff. So good. The thing I'm the only thing I'm bummed about is it because I'm a stupid asshole? I have to wait until the three D Blu-ray comes out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't have it. to. You I mean, can own both. I do. I know, but I'm so behind it. Like every again, everybody's talking about Incredibles versus Spider Verse, yeah. and I only barely, yeah. just a few weeks ago, like a month right or two ago, got Incredibles two and powered through all the special features on that, gotcha. and it was like. Gorgeous and it yeah. was great. So for for a while I was really on this Incredibles two kick. But yeah. I know that as soon as Spider Verse comes out, three D, Blu Ray, change in like change a month completely. or two or whatever, yeah. like I'm gonna be. You comes know. out in April, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. But uh, then, but then we have to wait for Prague. We have to wait for. You <laughs> have to wait for like. <laughs> no, that comes to, out in April too. But then you have to wait for it to be delivered. To well, ship. Well, and well, I, yeah. I kind of have yeah. to wait for somebody to go on some message board somewhere and be like, Yeah, this will work. This will work on our... I solved your problem, <laughs> Hector. It. What is I, it? Is I it? remember getting that, that region, region free DVD player. I'm not, I'm not <clears> player. trying to do that. I just have a PS4 right now. And if, so as much as I can get that'll work it. for that, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. do it. As much as I can get.
0: Um I, that so that version of Spider Verse, which a lot of people here's the thing that's cool yeah. It's because people know that you and I love 3D. They ask all the time. They're like, when where where do I get the three? Where do I get it? Where uh, do I get it? Y'all tell me, dude, because I because it's a it's
2: a different homework assignment for each one. Yeah, yeah. It Aquaman is, it is, is different than Spider Verse. It is. It is.
0: You know. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping that all I'm really waiting to find out. I know that this one will be region free. I'm just waiting to find out in the price of it. Yeah. But That one that's selling from Prague will have 3D. Well, the one that I, I'm specifically getting has yeah. 4K and 3D, but they will have a 3D version okay. of the movie. I am okay. getting Terminator 2 in a few weeks. <laughs> oh, you're going to get that. Or you want to come over and watch it? Yeah, <laughs> I do.
2: Because you have a what? 3D <laughs> monitor?
0: I, well, I have a 3D TV and, a, and 3D oh, monitors. Okay, cool. yeah. Oh, okay,
1: cool. Yeah. cool, cool but cool. I'm down um, to bring
0: it over. Dude. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right.
1: I solved your problem, though, Hector. You just <laughs> need to pull the
2: trigger on that thing. And just get like eight different Blu-ray players. Like, okay, this is my no, Australian it's one. Blu-ray no, it's, one. It's, one. No, it's, it's one
1: that plays all everything. everything. It's region-free it's for everything. That's
0: pretty baby. great. That's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Hector, Hector and I Should need that, that sort That's what I'm of saying. Shit, saying. Because, you know, also, completely. I just need Genshin get Studios British to
2: just presents. stop being jerks and just <laughs> put out your awesome <laughs> movies on 3 Like, If Alita Battle
0: Angel does not come out in 3D here, I would be so pissed. At
2: least do this thing: this made-to-order thing. Don't, aren't we at that kind of a point right? in technology I mean, now I feel where like, like we kind of are should it be easy for me to like I, send an email to well, Warner Brothers yes. like
0: may I request a 3D please? disc please yeah. and if they
2: tell me okay it'll be $40 because that's how much it'll cost to take money from you for yeah. us to <laughs> print it and right, mail it right, to you right. you know or send it to our whatever factory that does yeah. it or whatever because like they'll have the yeah. material to do that yeah. and then ship it to you I'll be like sure that's yeah. worth it. Like, do y'all not want forty bucks for me direct? Like what you know, like it's worth it. Nah, exactly homie. Nah, exactly. <laughs> I want I want Disney to go back and do it for movies that were that they put out live action and animated. Yeah. Put out Those in are in 3D. the Disney Vault Hector? That's what I'm saying. I don't but think it's
1: you like, understand. That's kinda like putting it mean, you know, in the I'm, I'm, zone. I'm
0: currently going through <laughs> eBay and I'm that's how I'm finding Same. a lot of the my 3D Same. movies. That's how I do And it. I've lucked out. Like I got some movies that I got for like five dollars yeah. of three D that nobody wants, and I'm like Give it. That's fine. I'll take it. Thank you. You might be able to find Spider Verse on there. What
2: was it like uh, building that Build-A-Figure?
1: It's you know what it's it was satisfying clicking everything yep. together yep and this thing's hefty yeah like, it's got some good weight to mm. it
2: it's a which dumb is cool it's a dumb cool tactic to be like oh man I shelled out money I'm seven toys but yeah. I got an eighth one but for I got free eighth it, it like it's no. like chunky and it's, it's hefty chunky. it's a so buy seven get one yeah. free yeah yeah, yeah. it's oh, a yeah. cool yeah. design too it's it yeah. almost
1: reminds me of the Sentinels from Earth X-Men. Yeah. yeah yeah well
2: I mean I'm pretty sure that was drawn by. Uh, might have been Jack Kirby. It look, looks look very the, the mouth. Look at the mouth, it looks very Jack Kirby. Well, yeah. here, let's real quick, let's go through them them action figures. <laughs> oh There's not a thing god. for God. <laughs> Wait <laughs> if...
0: Lucas is gonna be here forever, <laughs> no. Hector. What are you doing? Real quick. I just want I'm it's sorry, like, Lucas. This is, this
2: is what the fans at home want. Janice <laughs> Vell, the guy in the far
1: left over there. <laughs> this guy's cool. The far right. He's the shittiest build though. He's all flimsy. He doesn't want to stand up. Oh really? He's, he's
2: super duper flimsy. You just, you just gotta, oh my god. You just look, gotta work it, baby. No, he's You gotta work it super limp. Born of a titanium eternal. Janice Vell possesses indomitable strength and uses powerful Nega bands to channel incredible energy blasts.
1: Oh, he's see through. That's pretty dope. What?
2: And he's got glitter on him. Next up, Gray Gargoyle. Hmm. Dr. Paul Duval discovers his ability to turn his body to stone and becomes the transmuting mercenary Gray Gargoyle. This guy's terrible. Those characters are from the comics, and then everybody else is from the movie. And then next up, we got uh, our dude Jan Rog over Jan here. Rog. Here's maybe a spoiler for the movie. He's got a blaster leader of the strike leader of the Star Force team Yan rog is a hero among the Kree and a key asset to the Supreme intelligence in the war against the Scrolls oh, sure. okay next up we have Captain Marvel cash, cash Captain Carol. Carol cash cash, cash Carol, Carol. <laughs> accompanied by her furry sidekick goose Captain Marvel suits up to defend the universe from galactic threats next up we have Talos this dude right here Talos, perhaps the most cunning spy in all of the Skrull Empire, is a master of shapeshifting and intergalactic espionage, an integral leader in the bitter Cree skrull War. The fearsome Talos will do whatever it takes to protect his own. Then we've got Mr. Nick Fury, right over here. <laughs> in the years following the Cold War, Nick Fury wrestles with his sense of purpose within S.H.I.E.L.D. When Nick crosses paths with Captain Marvel, they become Earth's only hope of stopping a Skrull invasion. Oh, shit. And then shit. lastly... Fully powered up, Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes, Captain Marvel, when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races oh shit. i feel like this unboxing should have been a special patreon video well know, right this is the no type of stuff that we will never do again <laughs> but we can for special patrons there you have it you got to hey, give cool. a little my tease here first one's free first one's <laughs> free. second no, that's true, true. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's a little true yeah uh, i like how you had him go inside with the glock yeah he's <laughs> and he's every, flexing. Is, he's it, flexing i'll do that with nick fury too everything will be break yourself that's yeah. what Break yourself. There we go. He's flexing his bicep and he's sideways glocking it. Is the sun coming up?
0: (laughs) Then put it on On the the left. left. That's the best. Fury is the best, dude. I love Uh, Okay. First, or next topic, not first, next topic. Will Smith potentially exiting the suicide squad. Mm. Uh, Sources say that scheduling was the ultimate factor of the decision Uh that was made. Uh, Apparently the decision was made on amicable terms between both sides with no hard feelings. Uh, Though the studio has never confirmed... Who would be returning for the Suicide Squad? Insiders say that the studio has always wanted Will Smith and Margot Robbie to come back. And James Gunn is apparently hoping to start production in the fall. This uh, DC movies in general, I think, are sort of in this place. There was a picture that I forgot about that was taken at Comic-Con, I think, two years ago or three years ago. Mm -hmm, uh That had the cast of Batman vs. Superman next to the cast of Suicide Squad with the directors. And I'm looking at that photo, I'm hey, going, who's left? Do you remember when Fox took that picture and Channing Tatum came out and he's yeah. like, I'm
2: Gambit. Like, yeah. I'm the first, like, oh, God. Guys, I
1: forgot about that right? movie. So right? far, the
2: only big photo like that mm. that has actually delivered was when they brought MCU. out the cast of the Avengers. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or whenever they, whenever One out the, of three. Whenever the MCU brings feel, out one of those things. I feel like, the heat from the comment section already. Hi, hi, I'm just hi. saying, it's tough to make movies, I know. especially I know. with this level of planning. I know. And if this is, comes down to a scheduling conflict and yeah. they're still just... Just gonna like go ahead Without Deadshot It's like Okay well was Deadshot Part of the script Is he like the main no, character Do you have to no. rewrite the script <clears throat> What's going on yeah. What's Dude, happening You
1: know you can't believe These things It's always We left on amicable terms It was sure. a difference A lot of, of times it is uh, It's Artistic such a bummer. differences Bro listen blah, blah, I, blah. I was just
2: re-watching Incredible Hulk and the whole time I, I'm thinking about Edward Norton mm-hmm. and how Being that all, an asshole. and how that happened. Yeah. And I'm watching the behind the scenes, and I'm like, everybody says they, he's awesome and yeah. he's contributing a bunch, and everybody loved the director Louis Leterrier. Yeah. and where you know, and Tim Roth and him did the commentary. And Tim Roth, who played Abomination, is like, right. oh, I'd love to come back. I do. I'd love to do another one. My boys love this movie. I'd love to do another one. And you're like, fuck. Bring what
0: him happened? back. What <laughs> happened?
2: I know. What happened?
0: It's a bummer. Yeah, dude. and uh, to be completely honest, I mean, they did say when they. Have, when they unofficially officially announced the Suicide Squad, they did say that the idea new is characters. that it's sort of a soft reboot of right. that franchise and they're going to bring new characters. So if that means that we're not going to get Will Smith in this movie, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't necessarily need to see the same squad members every single movie. I like the idea of exploring new characters. Now, if you want to bring them back in a cameo capacity, that's fine too. But I, I, just, I kind of just want to let James Gunn make the movie. And I will just wait until trailers and it finally drops before I'm like, mm-hmm. whether or not, you know, I care or don't care. Do I'm going to be excited about it. Do but. you
2: think that, well, here's kind of a weird question because I feel like the answer is it's not important. The continuity between films in a series is not important. Look at Thor 3 versus Thor 2. Mm-hmm. Right. The characters and actors are the same, mm-hmm. but the tone and the continuity is it's not a huge, a huge concern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you think that Suicide Squad has a responsibility to say this is part two of existing in this world established by this first film with the characters, with the tone, with the vibe, with the actir- actors, with mm-hmm. the, you know, that, that whole thing? Or, or, or is Suicide Scoo- Squad a franchise? Squid. Is Suicide Squad, Scoo- is it a franchise where you're like, no, all bets are off? Like it's not something to, to be as beholden to like the Justice League or the Avengers mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, I feel like it
1: doesn't because it's not an Avengers Justice League level team, mm. which and, and the Suicide Squad from its inception was meant like even the name of the squad. It's yeah. meant for people to be expendable. Mm-hmm. It's called the Suicide Squad. If you're not expecting to swap out some people, don't call it the Suicide Squad. Yeah, Those no. people are sent and expected to never come back. So if, 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 if there's any team that is good for creating something like yeah. this, it <clears throat> is the Suicide Squad. So mm-hmm. no, I don't think a character like Will Smith, who you know w- gave a decent performance in the movie, is a, a, a reason that people are going to clamor back to this movie. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's Margot Robbie.
0: Yeah, I don't Mm -hmm. think the continuity is that important. I think what Suicide Squad can do is you can kind of treat it like an anthology series where Amanda Reed, Waller is yeah. the one character that is yes. like the connection, connecting bridge she to the rest keeps of the series. murdering criminals. Seriously. Yeah. And then all the other characters, the, that ones is, that, yeah. the ones that live, they could go off and be yep. in their respective heroes' films as villains. That yeah. is how the comic books die, it worked,
2: right? and that is that is how that idea, that concept yeah. is supposed to work. The only sort of little bummer is that most of the time, yeah. there are a few mainstays, at least for a while. Sure. Absolutely. Captain, sure. Captain sure. Boomerang's Rick always flag. a mainstay. Yeah. Rick Flag is kind of a mainstay, yeah. but he's not like a superpowered popular. No, mainstay. he's not. Sure. But he like was there. The he was there for the majority. Now of it. Harley Quinn has become a mainstay, yeah. and I feel like Deadshot has always, from the inception of yeah. the team, kind of been <clears throat> a mainstay. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. if we're losing Deadshot, it is a bummer. I, yeah. I thought Will Smith was great in the role. Oh yeah, and I would have loved to have seen Same. a new team and a new script like. Like okay, what 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 can we do to kind of add on to this character? But
0: yeah, and I also wouldn't mind if like let's say this doesn't work out for this for this second movie in the anthology. Maybe the third one, you know, maybe you take whoever survives in the second film, then and for the third one, it's like you maybe can tease Deadshot at the end of like maybe now right. he's coming back and he's gonna be leading you right. the survivors on a right, new mission, right. or
1: maybe you're trying to take mm. out Deadshot. Yeah, like, exactly. Something. So I,
0: I think mm. I think there's I think the the. Plus, with a franchise like Suicide Squad, there's a lot of flexibility. You don't have to feel pressure to constantly bring back people who survived from the last movie. They can take a back seat. You can bring in new characters, new leadership. Just let Amanda Waller and maybe Rick Flagg be the two characters that sort of continue onward and everything else can sort of be really it's really a very Mad Max kind of situation. Yeah, and and I think they have they have other plans. It seems like they have other more bigger plans for Harley Quinn with things like Birds of Prey yeah, and yeah. maybe some of the other movies Harley movies that are going to get made. So right. That's fine. I'm I'm fine with her kind of like going off and doing her own thing and then Suicide Squad being also its own thing and I think yeah. James Gunn will will do great great work with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh I am very interested in your guys' opinion on this. Kevin Feige <laughs> was interviewed about the continuity of the DC plus Disney Plus D C plus. The Disney Plus shows. Yeah. Uh he was asked he was asked about a few things, but primarily um Understanding sort of how these shows are going to work because these shows are not under Marvel television. They're not under Jeff Loeb. These are Marvel Studios, Studios. TV shows. Yeah, These are th- projects that Kevin Feige is going to be overseeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically,
2: you know, like they feel like extended one-shots. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. That's what the one-shots were. They were under yeah. Marvel Studios.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so some things that he was saying, he's saying that it's been extremely, in terms of the shows... And sort of the idea of what the shows can be, he says it's been extremely additive to the entire creative arc, not just of the Disney Plus programs we're working on, but on the entire post-endgame MCU. Because we've been because we've been able to weave them all together, we've been able to, for the first time, conceive them together and they will be intertwined with each other. So I think that speaks a lot as to what these shows can be. And the fact, like, you know, we, we've always asked the question of, like, how intertwined will this stuff be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much will it Because, you know, they, from the beginning, Marvel Television always told us the the it's Netflix characters are connected to the MCU. Right, and then yeah. you just really had like, one-line references. Yeah. Whereas this yeah. could be directly affected by the events right, of right, right. some sure. of the movies. Whether it's Endgame or in the future, it could be Far From Home. Well, but maybe not Far From Home because Spider-Man is more of a Sony property. But, you know, Eternals or yeah. Guardians 3 eventually or whatever else they have sort of, like, going for them.
2: Oh, this is... I feel like this is going to be a setup for Thor 4. Mm-hmm. If you have a Loki show, that sets up Thor 4, mm-hmm. I think. So, yeah. And stuff that they could be planning for that. They might be going, oh, we would really like to do this idea for Thor 4, but it would be really cool if we had more time to... Wait a minute. We do. Here's the Loki show. Right, we can right, sprinkle right. some of that shit in there. Yeah. And then, well, and, you know, I mean, think about...
1: Think about the overall plan of Disney's streaming service. Like mm-hmm. to take yeah, over the so world. So we well to take over the world, yep. which they are, yeah. you know, little yeah. by little doing. Yeah. Uh, but think about th- think about a streaming service that has to have enough content to make people not want to switch away Mm -hmm. because you're competing with Netflix and Mm -hmm. Hulu and Amazon Prime yeah so in order to do that kind of thing you're going to need to kind of create this hype that Mm -hmm. like well we're bringing our superheroes over for miniseries on the Disney streaming service Mm -hmm. that's going to get people buying it up so fast because people are clamoring clamoring for it but at the same time What's going to be too much work for Kevin Feige? Like, is does that man (laughs) have more hours in the day than we do? Delegate, delegate. Delegate. But I'm saying though, like, like, (laughs) unless that man has an unlimited brain capacity, Mm -hmm. I I don't understand how, where the limit is
0: for this guy. Well, you know, like, I think the thing that Kevin Feige has done extremely well is he has surrounded himself with extremely talented people. Agreed. Louis Desposito, agree. Victoria Alonso, yep. Yep. like a lot of the produ- like Nate Moore, a lot of the yep. executive producers who've come in. like Because of Nate Moore, we have a character like Black Panther in Civil mm-hmm. War, and then he has mm-hmm. his own movie. And I think that's the key. The key is if you're going to be Kevin Feige, and you're sort of going to grandfather the an entire cinematic universe that potentially will go from theatrical to TV shows to so like one-shots that we've seen, You really you need to have you need to have an idea you need to have a vision you need to be able to paint a very loose idea of what that vision is and then let these other people that work with you to help you fill in and execute and I think like that is I think why Marvel has always and not that all of their movies have been good but they've always stuck to their plan and when they've needed to evolve it and change it they've done it and not been afraid to do it
1: yeah no yeah I mean and, and and I agree with that it's just. It's crazy I, I, to think I, about. It's it's crazy to think. It's such a huge idea to me that it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that. Yeah. That that this person is not only in charge of this gigantic movie universe that we've made, but also the net... Well, the, I guess the Disney streaming service stuff now. So what I guess what kind of concerns me is quality control. Like, <laughs> is there going to be a point where it's it, it, it kind of falls apart a little bit? And like you said, not every movie has been on point. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not every mm-hmm. movie has been fantastic, yeah. but... Is there going to be a point where it's just too big? Like, there's we've been having this conversation for ten years. We've I know, been dec- I, yeah, you know, exactly. For a decade of yeah. like, will
2: this thing implode? Will it be too much? Will it be oversaturation? Will it be well?
1: Not even just oversaturation. It's just like, where's the point <clears throat> where it's p- just like in and out? Okay, keep in and out in mind. Okay, so in and out is still Love a family-owned company, yep. right? And I know this because I worked there for six and a half years. Yep. I know everything about that company. Yep. So In-N-Out is still a privately owned company run by one family and they kept it in the same family. So they only open franchises in a place that's viably, that they can get the fresh products that they need, that they can get yeah. all the fresh meat so basically that Basically West
2: Coast and like a little bit into the country. A little
1: bit into the country and they're expanding more into the country if they can supply things with local people that will give them what they need basically. Yeah. So it's been a very slow expansion but at the same time, they're very slow to grow, yeah, and they've only been a West Coast company because of that of that thing. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to say is that like is is this Netflix move a t- too quick of a move, like too quick of a mm-hmm. lateral of a move to keep the quality the same mm-hmm. and keep everything? Yeah, yeah, sorry, but I mean Disney it's their Plus. Netflix move. It's, true, yes, it, it, true, true, true. it is. It is their Netflix move, but I'm saying I just hope the resources aren't stretched right, too right. thin to where we get stuff where we're just like, well, this I'm not interested in this at all. I
0: don't. I don't know. I mean, because you know, you look at you look at the way that they've made their movies and how many movies overlap in production, pre-production, post-production. Yeah, right, right. You right. know, while while a movie like Ant Man, the Wasp is in is in production, Avengers: Infinity War is in post-production. Right. Spider-Man: Far From Home is in pre-production, <laughs> and I feel like. It just seems like... And look, I'm sure that they have days where things don't go perfectly because yeah. that's just how a film film production works. Like, right, Not yeah. every day goes 100%. I'm sure they have plenty of hurdles that they have to deal with. Absolutely. But I do think that because they've, they've done so many movies now, they've done 22 films, right. they have a really good handle on how to delegate certain people to certain tasks. Mm-hmm. And I think Kevin Feige, for him, it probably is now easier because he has so many people working on all this stuff that he can kind of jump in. He shows up on set of Ant-Man and the Wasp. How are things going? How's this? What's not working? What's working? Yeah. Cool. Great. Flies to London. Yeah. Hey, Spider-Man. John Watts. How's this doing? What's working? What's not working? How do yeah. we fix Cool. Great. Goes to the edit bay right, at, right, right. At, at Walt Disney Studios. Mm-hmm. Hey, Russo Brothers. How's Endgame going? Is this not working? This is working. Do we need to do reshoots? How do we do it? Cool. And he then just like delegates all these things. So I think for him specifically, I don't think it's necessarily too challenging for his level. I think mostly it just comes down to really trusting the people the teams the teams. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, I mean that's really all you can do at that point. Yeah. Just surround yourself with a bunch of And Marvel I think has built such people.
0: an incredible reputation in the last 10 years that people want to work with them. They're yeah. no yeah. longer seeking yeah. people, that's people true. are seeking them. Yeah. So I think that true. also is very I local. just
1: like like I said, I'm looking forward to it. I For just sure. I just hope it doesn't suffer from like too big of an expansion yeah. too quickly. I mean,
0: I I, I I guess the thing that I look at now and it's different because it's not all interconnected but things like titans and doom patrol Mm -hmm. you know it's controlled Mm -hmm. by very different entities but and it's somewhat similar to like the marvel netflix thing but i still feel like even though it's not all interconnected you know you have people like jeff johns who sort of jumped around from movie from from the movies Mm to the cw to the streaming service and has been able to really like, I think they've really figured it out. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I just, I feel like because Marvel has just overall done such an excellent job yeah. with everything that they've worked on, yeah. Marvel Studios. Yeah. Um, I'm less doubtful that it will not be good. Right, right, And right. the other thing that he does say that I really liked is the fact that he says when they asked him, when Collider asked him, you know, how many episodes are you hoping for every season of these shows? He's like, look, it's, th- there is no limit. There is no minimum. There is no maximum. Uh, it's all going to be based on the story. If the mm-hmm. story requires eight, we'll do eight. If it requires six, they'll probably end up doing six. So I like yeah. that. I don't like yeah. – I hated – the thing about the Netflix stuff I did not like is the it always episode. felt like yeah. they had to do – they were mm-hmm. contractually obligated to do 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't feel like it was necessary for a lot of those. Mm-hmm. a lot of those shows. I agree. So, yeah. We'll see. Let's move on because Hector's getting tired. I got Sweepy. He's got I, to go. got to go night night. No, I don't. You I'm gonna to stay go up Mimis. I'm going to
2: stay up real late tonight, and I'm going to read comics. You're going to go meet
0: Uh So the Eternals potentially could be a yeah. story that spans ten thousand years mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Kevin Feige was again asked about this. This is a. This is. A movie that's going to be coming in Phase Four. We don't really have a date, but we have a writing team and we have a director. And
2: who and where's
0: the story being pulled from? This, this is from Collider, I think. This yeah. is a really
2: interesting detail that they picked up on. Yeah, because I feel like there's really nothing else in there, I think, to really grab onto no. about this movie. No. And really like, no. Yeah, and I also feel like we really don't know much. yeah, and I also feel like to say that this movie could span ten thousand years.
0: It's a sh- big of a bit of a. <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it also shouldn't be. To me, that big of a deal because yeah. it's like, well, technically, Thor: The Dark World spanned ten thousand years. And like it more, had, you know, yeah, it had movies. It had a that sequence that I know for a fact because I've been working on this timeline. <laughs> just open, <laughs> like it opened in like, you know, or when the 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 Valkyries were killed in Thor Ragnarok, the mm-hmm. flashback yeah. with Tessa Thompson and everybody mm-hmm. was killed. That happened in like the first millennium A.D. Right, yeah. right, right. Cut to now, you know, and if the Eternal spans ten thousand years, there was something that was happening like. You know, something million BC in one of the Marvel right, movies. Right, right. Also, Agents of Shield has done that. Yeah. has gone back yeah. and forth. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, that's not. It, it doesn't mean that the movie's going to be ten thousand hours long. It doesn't mean <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's no, just no, going to be no. a regular Marvel movie that'll have right. an opening like like Odin in the first Thor yeah, movie, who's yeah. like he's like once mankind accepted a simple truth. Right. But they were not alone in this universe. Yeah. And the first giants are attacking Norway and mm. blah blah blah. Like that and yeah. it was nine sixty five AD. Right, right, right. When that first happened, that was the first movie we were like, oh, shit. It's not just oh, Iron Man and Hulk. Like yeah. where are we? We're nine sixty five in yeah. the MCU. Yeah. Uh to cut to two thousand eleven when the, the Thor movie was released. Yeah. So like yeah. I don't know. It doesn't it it seems like yeah, that's it seems like it's not that big of a of a of a, right. like yeah. a well, crazy the, the thing. You thing said that, it's came like that I
0: thought it was that and you know, they, they already kind of did it with Guardians as well. Mm-hmm. But it says, we like the idea of introducing ensemble, doing an ensemble yeah. movie from the start, as opposed to building up as we did with the first Avengers. Uh, in terms of the 10,000 year lifespan, or 10,000, yeah, 10,000 year span, I would be interested to see if they actually set the entire movie. 10,000 years prior to the end oh, of right. I don't know yeah. I don't
2: think so I think that again I think that the, the, that formula will be just like the Eternals in Marvel Comics mm-hmm. and it's similar to the Inhumans is, yeah. is they had a big cosmic concept right, right. the Asgardians were around a, look, a thousand years ago mm. and now they're here again in modern day New York or whatever Never. Um, and also, again, to, for, for, for Feige to go like, yeah, we're not going to do separate movies to build up the Eternals. It's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, nobody gives a shit about, like, Icarus and, you know, all the rest of these, like, very yeah. obscure, yeah. small group of characters. Yeah. They are like the Inhumans or the X-Men or the Fantastic Four or the Guardians of the Galaxy. They go together. So, yeah. you know, the thing that was most interesting was, I don't know if Collider, if this was in the same story or whatever, but, like, they said that, uh, that this could be the first openly gay hero lead. Mm-hmm character in this movie. Well that
0: was interesting because I so somebody had had tweeted that at me also. So I started like doing some digging around and it was from a it wasn't a confirmed like list uh, like a character description sheet. Right. So I was I'm not hundred percent sure like if that really is Oh, somebody is somebody like pulling true? it from a character sheet, and yeah, then they're like, pointing
2: to one of those characters
0: and go, Well, that character's gay, so that must yeah, mean, like, this will it's, be like, the basically, first... the, basically, like from what I read, it, it sounded like that somebody had heard through the grapevine that Marvel is potentially going to make this leading character the first openly gay character in the MCU. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't something that was on a call sheet that says, right, like right, right, this is exactly this this is what we are in the It's just a rumor, yeah, so yeah. you know, but if they do it, it's awesome. I I was just hesitant to talk about cuz I didn't Cause want it's not confirmed anymore. Yeah, cuz I didn't want to put it, it, it out there and say like Marvel's doing this and then it doesn't happen and yeah. it's like oh shit. Well, and then to you me get her part. to me yeah. that
2: rumor is is still more interesting than like the, the factual things about this movie mm-hmm. that Feige's telling us. Because right. again, 10,000 years, I'm like, yeah, we've seen that in yeah. other stuff before. And yeah. full cast. I'm like, yeah, yeah yeah, we, yeah, yeah. And I know a little bit about the Eternals, very little. And mm-hmm. everything he says, I'm like, yeah, that's the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. But yeah. give me yeah. a more juicy. Again, yeah. Captain Marvel, I knew Captain Marvel. But then when they, they were like, it's set in 1995. I'm like, oh, that's different. That's mm-hmm. good. What's yeah. up with that? So,
1: yeah. 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 That's it.
0: That's
1: it that's I mean it. that's That's really all it is
0: That's really all it is But I think in terms of the casting I think Marvel definitely Has an opportunity And I think they, they've, Kevin Feige has Addressed yeah. it before That yes. he wants to continue Sort of like yes. Expanding and bringing More they people should. to the table Which to I, m- I think like They're to me, in a Perfect is, position to do so To me
1: this is Sounding a Lord of the Rings-ish 10,000 be. years beforehand yeah. It's like in, be. in Lord of the Rings We're in the third age Of the world Like mm-hmm. it's it's We're in the year 3,000 something Like of the third age Of Middle Earth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's there's hundreds, possibly even thousands of years beforehand in which so many things happen that are told in the Silmarillion and the Lost Tales, that is all leads up to the Lord of the Rings and Frodo destroying the ring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, I'm, I'm guessing that that's what he's kind of hinting towards. It's yeah. like we are going to see glimpses of a bigger universe that is ancient and that we could possibly delve into, but mm-hmm. right now we're going to focus on the story of the yeah. Eternals. That's cool. Which I think would be really cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I would love to see more of the MCU. Like, yeah, a lot of the flashbacks that they show in Thor – I like that stuff. I think that's really cool. And to have a movie that explores that even further. Right. And gives us more cosmic characters that we can That's kind of what we've been
1: asking from the Star Wars universe. It's like Mm -hmm. we know this universe is huge. Let's Let's focus on other dope
0: stories. So that's what they're doing. Exactly. Smart. Uh Kevin Sujihara confirmed. For sure, hundred percent that DC movies will have less interconnectivity. I'm sorry, Hector.
2: That can't. Well, that's. That can't be a hundred percent confirmation if if it's just less connectivity. It's less. It's connectivity. less. It, he so didn't he didn't none. specify. He didn't say yes, no connectivity. Exactly. So it's kind of like a. It's like a. It doesn't feel like a hard commitment to either one. Exactly. exactly. That's why he chose his words very carefully. He says the upcoming slate
0: feels like we're on the right track. The universe isn't as connected as we thought it was going to be five years ago, which five years ago, that would be 2014, which was a year after Man of Steel, which makes sense because that's when they were like, Batman versus Superman. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're seeing much more focus on individual experiences around individual characters that's not to say we won't at some point come back to the notion of a more connected universe but it feels like that's the right strategy for us right now what Patty Jenkins did on Wonder Woman illustrated to us what we could do with these characters who are not Batman and Superman obviously we want to get those two in the right place we want strong movies around Batman and Superman but Aquaman is a perfect example of what we can do they're each unique and the tones different in each movie um, I I like these comments. Yes, I I, I guess I'm. I like the I'm, respect for Wonder Woman. Exactly. I, I do. I'm sort of in in two places on this. I, I like this. I'm glad that they are that they are acknowledging that what they try to do was not necessarily too ambitious, but they just didn't have the right plan, and that they're just going to focus on these individual st- stories and yeah. individual characters. Yeah. Make sure they get the foundations right, and then worry about the universe building. That's what I always. That's always kind of been my opinion. Uh, about how DC should approach their movies I guess the frustrating thing That continues for me Is the fact that from the beginning They couldn't just approach it mm-hmm. The right way And they just felt like they had a rush And they haven't established mm-hmm. Two of the three tertiary characters of DC And that to me is very frustrating
2: I, I agree I, To echo your sentiments are you? you had I'm some coming <laughs> out. I'm just frustrated To echo your sentiments Adam It's not that they didn't have a plan But I think that it feels as though They now feel they didn't have the right plan Yeah When you look back at those early movies, it is not difficult to see how, whether or not you like them. The the takeaway is like it had a very specific like tone and vision. Yeah. And if you like that direction, that's awesome. But I think it's fair to say that direction is not a very accessible, easy for every character to fit in. Direction And not widely popular. Direction. Yes. The direction for Iron Man 1. Right. Is a widely popular direction yes. because it is so singularly focused. Mm-hmm. But the tone and everything, it's very accessible. And the tone, even I think more accessible than even Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Which absolutely. is which is debatably, arguably and kind of definitively like a better film. It's easy to say, like, the Dark Knight's better than Iron Man. They both came out in 08. But even the Dark Knight is so specific that it's – that that's perfect for that because they're not trying to do what Iron Man was yeah. thinking about doing. they is just leaving that the, thing. Which was leaving the door open for, like, everything else. Like, that tone was so accessible that they could have put Thor in that tone, and they did, which is mind-blowing. Like, directly characters from the Iron Man movie popped up in Thor, and it wasn't, like, stupid. Like, it made sense. So – I think that it, it's, it, is, uh, it feels good to feel like the people that are creating movies based on the DC Universe, which is a universe that is very near and dear and close to my heart, that they're looking at that tone and going, that doesn't apply to everything. Look what we did with Wonder Woman. Oh, you know what? We, we should not have tried to make DC Universe Part 2 and DC Universe Part 3. We should have made Aquaman. Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. Now we let's make the Flash, Green Lantern, Martian mm-hmm. Manhunter, Plastic Man, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, Doom Patrol, Boom, boo-doo, boom, 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 and keep going. All of them. But at the same time, I also am am honestly heartbroken that there is not a a that there is not like a passion and a love for the DC universe. Because look, man, I'm gonna be real with you guys. Just tonight. Got my girlfriend, Abby, just tonight to start from the beginning, rewatch episodes one and two of Young Justice. And rewatching those shows, I was like, God damn it. They know exactly. There it is. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm like, this is the DC universe even right. better than Batman, the animated right. series because Batman was Batman. Right. Batman, the animated series was great. And that had an accessible enough tone that they could basically plant Superman over it mm-hmm. and then transfer that to Batman Beyond, have mm-hmm. some fun and then go back to Justice League. And it was still basically the sort of storytelling approach from Batman, the animated series. It worked. But with Young Justice from the kickoff, it is the DC Universe, the show, episode one. We're focusing on the younger generation of characters, but like they hit everything. And it all builds on itself in such a beautiful, organic way. It takes a lot of planning. Yeah. The storytellers on Young Justice are masterminds. It is like so – and and again, once you finish that show or finish the first season, you go back and rewatch the first episode, it rewards you because they're like – because they're, they're, you're watching the show and they're like this. Yeah, that's right. Just wait. We know what we were doing. You caught that line. <laughs> that line means something different now, doesn't it? Boom. Like they're that good. It's yeah. that good. So it bums me out that there isn't that happening. And right. that there isn't a, and that there isn't a, I mean, again, 10 years ago, I would be uh, arguing the opposite, where I would be like, stop doing just Batman and Superman movies and do Wonder Woman and do The Flash and do everything. And now I'm like, do Batman and Superman, like they but need to be, right. they need to be a part of that world Absolutely. in my brain for that world to sort of build on itself. You know, and yeah. they, Young Justice knows that. Young Justice starts with Robin from Batman. Young Justice starts with they find the Superboy clone yeah. of Superman. Brand, yep. You know, and those concepts work because those things are sort of in place. Yeah. So, I know you have a question in the tele in the little teleprompter teleprompter <laughs> in your notes where it's like, "Does connectivity matter?" And that question makes me feel like an asshole because if I don't say no, I'm uh-huh. an asshole. Because ultimately, no, it doesn't matter. What yeah. matters is story. Right. Yes. But at the same time It does. If you're if you have the rights to all the D C universe and you haven't like dived into that yet, like what's kind of the point? You're not making movies set in the D C universe. You're making an Aquaman movie separate yep. from a Shazam movie, separate from a Flash mm-hmm. movie. You're just using certain characters to just like do kind of one off movies and franchises as opposed to like that's, building that's, that thing to get to a point where you know the DC Universe is a living, breathing organism. Mm-hmm. The way that it that's, is in comics. That's
1: why I'm so frustrating because I feel like that comment is sort of like a, like a backhanded slap in the face to the greatest pantheon of superheroes that we have They're so far. The best. The man. MCU is is great. Yeah. But the pantheon of heroes that we have coming out of DC. Deserve so much better and and right now I feel like yeah he's talking about Batman, Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and Superman fantastic mm-hmm. we need to lay the grounds for that but at the same time there's so many other great stories to tell like you were pointing out earlier and the other kind of thing that frustrates me is that you have people working for you who know these stories and love these sure. stories and sure. are animating these stories dude like, animation man they are there <laughs> yeah. the people who want to do, sorry i almost it's all I spit on you it's all passion, baby I'm, that's fashion ah! um, the the people who want to do these movies are there hire these people like yeah. he's clearly most likely not watching these animated shows like he's not acknowledging the fact that like you have at your hands so many stories that people want to hear like we want to see we want to hear all this stuff mm-hmm. and we see it coming out with Batman the Animated Series. You see that stuff mm-hmm. coming out with Young Justice. You see it coming out with the Justice League and the Justice League Unlimited. So it's it's there. It's just... It's a, tr- it's
2: a tricky it's thing, though. It's such a though. huge disconnect. L- w- w- that disconnect is tricky because yeah. sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Exactly. Right? Some animators have been able to go from animation to live action mm-hmm. and some haven't. A cool thing that, if in case anybody forgot, in Iron Man 2... John Favreau went and got Gendi Tartakovsky, and he was like, Just help me storyboard some action stuff. That's what I'm saying. And it's rad. And you yeah. can see a lot of that in the movie at the end when they're in, like, the Japanese garden. That's right. Gendi. And yep. when War Machine's killing a drone and it's oil that hits him mm-hmm. in the face, that's, that's Samurai Genndy. Jack. Uh-huh. That's Gendi. Yep. But other times, you have situations like. Andrew Stanton went and did John Carter and it didn't hit he went back to animation mm-hmm. and you're like oh it's a bummer and he was making that live action movie where he's like well I'm just doing this the way I would do an animated film like we're gonna go back and do reshoots like this right. is what we do in an animated movies and the live right. action world was like you can't do that right exactly so like, that's, that did, that's the disconnect Brad Bird that went and did Mission and it yeah. was, Mission Impossible was great then Tomorrowland then it was like okay back Come to back.
1: Incredibles 2 yeah I, and, and, and I agree. It's not always successful. But what I'm saying, and, and I'm saying this because, I, I like I said, I was just watching the bonus footage for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And they had not, Peter Jackson had never storyboarded before, but he was telling the process of the the year and a half of storyboarding they did before they yeah. even put cameras yeah. to, to anything. Yeah. You <sighs> know, like they worked out everything that they needed to work out granted they Mm -hmm. were still writing the script and stuff as they were going along Mm -hmm. but having those techniques that like that directors could use but don't utilize when it comes to stuff like this Mm -hmm. and it's not even just the directors it's like the pressure from being in the Hollywood pipeline, like Mm -hmm. you have deadlines and you have, you have bored people that need to be happy and all this stuff. It doesn't always lend itself to being able to do that. But at the same time, if you look at other people making films, which is why I love people outside of the Hollywood machine making films, they're doing things different ways and you could tap into that talent and you could kind of break the mold a little bit and, and and just talk to people who did Spider-Verse dude. They they storyboarded everything before it came out. Like, Mm Take that and 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 take some of those examples and then mm-hmm. move that into your into your machine that you're doing and you're going to come out with a way better product. Mm-hmm. And and so it's that's that's what's just frustrating to me that everything that they need to make this successful mm-hmm. is there. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that they need to tap into it. And I feel like maybe we're headed in the right direction to get into that. Mm-hmm. I hope because so because he's talking about letting each each. Character in each movie stand on its own, so maybe we will get that one person who comes in and revolutionizes, and they're finally like, "This is the rec- the direction that we want everybody to kind of start following," which yeah. would be fantastic. Yeah, and 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 it could be a direction that doesn't necessarily have to retcon everything that happened beforehand. Mm.
2: And so may- think, maybe, maybe Patty they're Jen just Jenkins trying to. That. I think Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman. Th- that's like that's the tone. Yes, that is that accessible, right? Like mainstream. And, and optimistic and DC heroic tone that can Actually, work yeah, for right. a lot of superheroes. Right. I would not be surprised if what a lot of James Wan did was looking at Patty Jenkins like directing and going, okay, what can we use that would work with Arthur Curry Aquaman, this version? Yeah. Um, in the same way, P- Patty Jenkins is looking at Dick Donner for Superman, right? It's that sort of template. So, like, I think it's there. I and agree. I, I just hope that over this next year, we got Shazam, we got uh, Wonder Woman 84 next year. Yeah. So, those are the two in this franchise. And then we have the spin off Joker thing yeah. coming out later this year. Yeah. And then what's after Wonder Woman? What has been officially announced? Birds of green lit? And that has a release date?
0: February 2020.
2: So next year, February, 20, so then it's Wonder Woman 1984, mm-hmm. and then Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, when's Wonder Woman coming out?
0: Uh, June of 2020. So
2: Birds of Prey beforehand, yeah. and then Wonder Woman eighty four, mm-hmm. and then what after that?
0: Uh, I don't know if there's anything confirmed. I know the only, yeah. the things that they've been talking about, Flash, Nightwing, Flash, yeah. New Gods, Green Lantern Corps. New Green Gods, Lantern Corps. Yeah. So
2: here's my hope, is that this next year to two years... Well they're working and then on the these, Batman in twenty twenty one. Well they're working on these singular movies and Matt Reeves Batman that somebody maybe it maybe maybe like Matt Reeves with Patty Jenkins, with James Wan, with, you know, uh Sandberg who's doing Shazam. Uh David Sandberg, yeah. David Sandberg. Um, can like almost have like a like a i'm sh- i'm hoping that this like is something, writer's that, room or something something where it's just like hey let's t- let's take some time and find the right person that can maybe bring together these characters in a justice league sequel or in a something mm-hmm. like maybe the new gods movie can have some of those characters uh, if if we're going to go to earth or you know what actually don't do that it's a bad idea just keep it up on new genesis and apocalypse although if the leads are big bard and mr miracle you come into Earth, baby, and you can maybe i heard the yeah. new
1: Mr. Miracle run is actually pretty it's, good. I heard it's that great, miniseries, yeah. the mm-hmm. Tom King one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I've well. read
2: like like three quarters of it. Anyway, it's yeah. incredible. But um I don't know if you could do that in a movie. It's like it's it's like it's one of those like I don't even know what it's about. I've got to pick it's, it up. It's awesome. Yep. Um but do you know what I'm saying? Spend yeah. the next year or two as everybody's sure. doing their solo movies to right. be like, Okay, now we hired this person right. to like plan it. To, to yeah, Charlie to, paint Day, a to, to, to paint a bigger <laughs> picture. To no,
0: Charlie Day. No, yeah. to Hector Navarro. With. Come on, Yeah, let's yeah be real. actually,
2: let's be real. To Hector and, and, Navarro. With. And I'm not saying that that hasn't already been what they've been doing before. Sure. But again, they have I, – I, I just think that unf- – With if,
0: varying levels of su- yeah, success. Yes.
2: What has been a successful cross between those films? Like, you know, uh, you know what was? The Wayne – uh, element in Wonder Woman Bruce okay Wayne element okay. successful like yeah. didn't need an actor didn't need Ben Affleck or anybody else and you, we still felt like yeah okay this is the, the same presence. world the yeah. presence of it the picture the presence um, the Batman cameo in Suicide Squad. The one line didn't of stepping Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, man, you know, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Because yeah. I'll tell you what, even though we probably saw that as like, oh, that's like, that was like obligatory. That's mm-hmm. all that they had. They were obliged to do it. They had to do it. Yeah. There are people that loved Justice League, the movie, and heard that and they were probably like, oh, cool. Okay, cool. Great. He acknowledged do you know it. Yes. Which is, I think, again, ultimately better than not, especially with the really strong choices that have been made in these movies up to mm-hmm. this point. Like, you're not, there's no way you could do. Batman versus Superman And not acknowledge Zod destroying Metropolis right, You know what right, I mean right. There's no way you could do Suicide Squad And not not acknowledge Superman died yeah. In the one before So like So some of the You know what That actually worked for me Was Amanda Waller Being like Superman's dead But what if he was evil Yeah, Here's the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. Like okay I'm like that worked for me It was a little early For me to see Supes die But you know At least that's <laughs> yeah, building yeah, yeah. On the thing mm-hmm. But other stuff Didn't quite work for me mm-hmm. So I think that they have tr- like tried a lot of the connectivity, and and um, in Justice League and in Batman vs Superman, like certain dream sequences and flashbacks and that kind of like exposition doesn't quite work in the same way that. Some of the Marvel movies or other movies that are connected have had those kinds of references or connective threads, and it kind of, it feels more organic and it works and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's tough, dude. Sometimes Marvel it movies, it is tough. It so is. Marvel tough. movie comes out with something where people they see it and they go, "Oh, Ant Man just goes and fights a Falcon. This is yeah. jarring yeah. and dumb. This yeah. is probably why Edgar Wright quit. Right. And it's like that feels forced to some people. For others, yeah. it works. Brothers, so
1: and 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 the thing that makes it so tough is that it's hard to pinpoint where they go right connecting the lines yeah, and right. where they don't work. You know, because yeah. I can't. Point to a specific instance and say this is better than that connecting right. line, because at the end of the day, it all just kind of goes together. Yeah. Like it all yes. just moves in the same it's direction. It's the movie. It's the yeah. Movie. It is. Yeah. It is what it is. You know. And that's. I don't know if that has to do with expert writing, expert directing. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's Kevin Feige who says these elements have to be in this because we have this bigger thing going. I don't know what it is. Mm. Uh, but it, it's it's a very difficult thing. And I I mean I guess you got to give it to DC. Try to that they tried to do it. Like, they, they
0: gave it a shot. It's better trying than failing than not doing it all. Right,
1: because could yeah. you imagine if we were still it, clamoring it, for it, another it movie? It sucks.
0: It sucks that, like, for a lot of people, the choices that they made have not worked. For the people that it has worked, like, you're in a win-win situation. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, exactly. I, you know what I think it is? Here's what yeah. I think
2: it is. I think you guys are right. I think that, I think that um, Man of Steel came out. I don't think it was ever planned for them to go there with that no. franchise but everybody was letting him know when are we going to meet so and so when is he going to meet Batman when is mm-hmm. he going to join the Justice League blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah
0: especially when you do like a Wayne cameo I think, satellite cameo in, I think in Man of Steel.
2: here's the thing that that bums me out as a fan so much of a fan of these characters It's what, what he's saying is absolutely right and is the thing that people have been wanting him to say from the beginning which is Focus on singular movies, dog. Do one at a time. Stop putting the mm-hmm. cart before the horse, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And I get that and that's excellent and I agree. The other thing that kind of bums me out is that there's also not a part two of that of right, them right, going, right. we're excited to get back to right. the DC universe. Right, right, right. But instead it's like, Turns out not as connected as we thought because in my brain I'm like all it is is connected. In my brain I'm <laughs> there's like there's no I'm way to like, disconnect it. Like, Metropolis oh, yeah. and
0: Gotham exist in the same right. universe. Right? No yeah. I'm, matter like, what you tell I'm me. like
2: Clark Kent and and Lois Lane are best friends with. Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle like yeah. in right. my brain it's like it all. It, it, that's exactly. how it works and, and the
1: Green Lantern protects all of it and the speed yeah. force encompasses everything yeah. like it's just it's there yeah. You yeah. Know? it, it yes. is what yeah. it is it like, is yes Barry Allen was inspired
2: by reading comic books when he was a kid of Jay Garrick and then Barry Allen inspired his nephew Wally West and then ne- and Wally West had kids and then they become the Flash and then you know all these things of like legacy yeah. and Kyle Rayner was yeah. after Hal Jordan was after mm-hmm, Alan Scott mm-hmm, and Jon mm-hmm. Stewart was Green Lantern and Guy Gardner and there's so much of this that is like Blue Beetle get shot in the head and then Jaime Reyes shows up as yeah. the next Blue Beetle and all these things that like I want them to be as excited to get to that right as they are excited about saying, check it out. One at a time. <laughs> that's it. You know, because they're so excited about that because because that's a because they should be yeah exactly. excited. Because because okay. going off of you right? Going off of their feedback and going off of the response to their films and what's worked and what hasn't why wouldn't they be excited to being like, look at what Wonder Woman did? Yeah, we're going to exactly. try to do that for everything. Exactly, I totally get that. But again, my comic book brain is going, you know, dog,
1: you got a huge story to tell. Like
2: it was clear that Marvel was excited to one day get to Thanos. Yeah, like clear. I mean, From he the was first Avengers. He movie, was there. They right were like at the they, first Avengers. They couldn't movie. wait. They're yeah. like, we got to put him in Guardians. Yeah, uh, he'll have a dumb little. Post-credit scene in Age of Ultron. Like, terrible. we want it, we can't wait to get yeah. to it. Yeah, and it feels like DC, and it feels like Warner Brothers, like doesn't have that same passion for the whole no. thing. No, but it, but I just, I want them to find the people that have it and hire those people so that those people can, can right, you know, can, can do these characters in yep. a way that makes everybody fall in love with these characters. Yeah, yep. in a way that they've never been, even more than Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman. Like, I want to see a Wonder Woman movie. If it, Even if it's by Patty, even if it's eight nineteen eighty four, that comes mm-hmm. out and makes everybody go, I didn't think I could love Wonder Woman more. Mm-hmm. And then this movie came out. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I could love The Flash more. And I've been watching every season of the CW show. And then this Flash movie came out. It's like Spider-Verse. Yeah. I literally, you guys, this is almost going to make me cry. <laughs> literally did not think I could love Spider-Man yeah. more. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And then that movie came out and like, and just filled my heart and reminded me like, this is why This is the best yeah. And I was just yeah. like Oh Your heart exploded I, I want <laughs> that For everybody else on earth For Superman Yeah And for yeah, Batman man. again And for And for Fucking You know Hawkman and Hawkwoman mm-hmm. I want them to sit down And be like Miron, What's this bullshit And see like a plastic <laughs> man Moving and go Elo uh, Br- I love ELO O'Brien He's so great <laughs> Like For every one of their characters Because like you were saying Augustine Every one of their characters Deserves yeah. that Yeah you know
1: I, I, I don't want to see any uh, well in, in, in a perfect world I don't want to see Any more there, There's a guy on Facebook Who asked the question Is Superman brave I responded I to saw your response oh, What was your response Because I uh, well, Adam, Adam, had, the, Adam had the correct Adam, response Adam what's
2: the response <coughs> Let me pull it up Adam had the correct response Ooh.
1: But there was a guy Who's like No he's not brave He's like He's uh, all powerful And uh, he can do
0: whatever he wants And, all, and I'm uh, just like
1: You don't understand You're not brave Men you are brave <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Question You don't understand Question Is Superman brave My response was, by exposing himself as Superman, he runs the risk of everyone on Earth wanting to know more about him, who he is. He runs the risk of people discovering who his family and friends are and what someone malicious could do with that, use it against him. Despite those risks, he still chooses to serve humanity as its protector, Mm -hmm. taking on the responsibility of saving others and not always being successful. Superman can very easily be faced with the challenge of having to save two people at the same time and making a choice of who lives and dies and living with that choice. That's bravery. The other guy was like,
1: "Is there a kryptonite around? Because then, then, if there is, if if he is, then he's um, just scared and he doesn't go around it. So he's not brave. He is uh, <laughs> the bravest because he, uh, god damn it, because that makes he, me he cares so, so much. I know, I know, it does. So, but that's the thing, though. That's what I right? want. That's what the movie should. This answer. is what the movie should do. There should be no question to anybody who's a fan of Superman that yes, he is the bravest." Mm-hmm. Not because he's the strongest, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. because of what he is and
2: what he is exposed to. You know what's brave? His fucking wife was killed by the Joker, and you know what he did? He showed up to arrest that man mm, he who didn't killed kill. his he didn't wife, bash yeah. his face in, because yep. he, he believes, like a fool, in the <laughs> like American <a> <laughs> justice system. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, and he, and he, and right, even right, when right. he is cynical and knows that. That isn't always fair. Yeah. He's like, but we have to keep this believing in it. Yeah. this is the process. Faith, that's because all we otherwise got. it is anarchy and chaos, yeah. and it's you know, and mm-hmm. and so that to me is the bravest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Is the bravest thing ever that he could see that happen and not save her, the love of his life, his tether to humanity. Not really. He is human. I mean, human. he is human.
1: Yes, but um, yeah, that's what we Ugh. need. That yeah. that is that is what I wish Sujihara would have said. You know, like. Yeah. Something something along those lines that even though DC is not singularly Superman, mm-hmm. Superman encompasses everything that DC stands for. In a lot of ways. In a lot of ways he's he he he's the hope, he's the beacon, yeah. he's the light. And and I want that to go in that direction. But
2: even if though, it takes a couple though,
1: solo movies to get there, yeah, let's get there. Even though DC,
2: in the immortal words of Will Arnett as Batman, is the house that Batman built. <laughs> Detective I Comics, mean, technically, he's not wrong. Yeah. The reason Batman is so great is because he is the exception to the norm. Yes. He right. should not be the norm for every superhero. He's the fish right. out of water. Exactly. He's the fish out of water. And exactly. not every superhero should have that same revenge mission, the same tone, the same right, drive, right, the same right. passion, the same anger, the same, you know, that, that whole personality, that grimness, mm-hmm. does not work, should not work for mm-hmm. everybody. Everybody else should be opposite. Mm-hmm. and that's what makes Batman unique and cool right. is that he shows up and you're like this guy doesn't even have any power like, yeah. does, does he even, even like even, me like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no he doesn't yeah. no he doesn't like you but he'll still help you that's what I would love to, to right. hear Is is we can't wait to share with audiences how much we love the whole roster of characters mm-hmm. we can't exactly. wait to be able to get to those but right yeah. now we're focusing on what we are focus on and we're super excited but man oh man we cannot wait to share yeah. what we know about these characters with worldwide with audience. audiences yeah
0: yeah, yeah. 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 Whew. damn take that haters I
2: think we almost made Adam cry take that haters <laughs> uh, the last thing we're going to
0: talk about uh, Tori Flacco asked us to talk about this question thank you so much oh, for asking thanks Tori uh, we're, we're going to be talking about Spielberg's opinion about Netflix and digital releases in oh, general oh man Adam, so, Adam, you, Adam you can take this one to we're going
1: we're to go for for like another two hours, aren't we, Adam? (laughs) No, I don't think so. (laughs) So
0: Steven Spielberg doesn't think that Netflix movies should be eligible for Oscars. He compares Netflix originals to TV movies, saying, I don't believe films, and this is something that he said, uh, I believe, last year or the year before. This is not a current quote. He says, I don't believe films that are just given token qualifications in a couple of theaters for less than a week should qualify for the Academy Award nomination. Um, He's saying that, he thinks that Netflix should only be able to compete in the Emmys because it's not a theatrically distributed... Their their primary distribution mm-hmm. is not theatrical. It's for the television. It's mm-hmm. for the consumer to just be able to sit down and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be an upcoming um, uh, post-Oscar meeting that they hold every single year. He's on the board because he represents the director's branch. So he's going to basically present them with some sort of plan or an ask to really figure out to help them kind of i don't know regulate netflix in a sense mm-hmm. and and maybe implement some rules because they tend to kind of like not follow the quote-unquote rules of the Academy uh, as okay. to like what it takes in order for a movie to be qualified, in order to be a best picture, um, and I did see a lot of comment. Specifically, a lot of people were targeting Roma because that obviously was a was a big movie that had a very limited theatrical release that was primarily a Netflix original film because mm-hmm. they are the ones who bought the distribution for it. Mm-hmm. And I did hear from a lot of people in the industry that they were kind of overwhelmed with how hard Netflix was pushing Roma. They got a lot of stuff in the mail, a lot of for-your-considerations, a lot of like fluffy, nice marketing stuff for Mm. people to really like, please consider Roma, please consider Roma, please consider Roma. And I think people like Spielberg think that the scale is not balanced because – Netflix kind of Doesn't give a shit About how much it Spends on a lot of The marketing Because their Whole end game Is to bring in Subscribers Yeah yeah. So for them It's like We can make a movie For for, You know We can do the Marketing for 30 million dollars not really care because we hope that in the next quarter we'll bring in 40,000 new subscribers right. because of this one movie right. whereas like theatrically that's not how it works. Yeah. You know, small budgets have small marketing and they have to pray that like <laughs> yeah. word yeah. of mouth and all that sort of stuff helps get the movie yeah. out there. So I think it seems like Spielberg is trying to maybe even out the scale a little bit and and hope that maybe Netflix will sort rules. of like meet them in the middle yeah, yeah, yeah. but I feel like it's 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 not really black and white. There's a lot of Roma isn't black and white actually. It is. it is. in black and white, but I think there's a uh, grayscale guy. There's sort yeah, of a lot on. of like I don't know, there's a lot of things to consider and I know yeah. immediately the people want the thing that people want to jump to is say like, well Spiel, Spielberg's an old timer. Sure. He needs to get on. He needs to get up with the times and realize yeah. that like not everybody goes to the theater, not everybody can go to the theater. Right. But I think there needs to be some sort of a, a happy medium where movies like Roma can have a limited theatrical release. Mm-hmm. I think right now it's a 90-day window. In order for them to be qualified for Meaning nomination, they have to be in a theater for at least ninety at days. At least ninety days, okay. and I think Roma was only in theaters for like three weeks or something. Okay. Um, Didn't you say somebody that that Roma was in theaters for thirteen weeks in some places? In some places, yeah. Okay. So that was the thing that was that people were frustrated by. It was like in some markets Roma played for a while. Yeah, yeah. In other markets, it wasn't. So I think there needs to be sort of like a clear, a very clear distinction of like, cool, if you want to be potentially considered for an Oscar, you need to be in the 90 day window. You can't break that. And I think Netflix has been known for breaking that a lot of the times. Okay. But the other opposite argument is like, well, there's been movies that have been out in theaters for one week and they've been considered for an yeah. Oscar nomination. It's like, yeah. well, but those are specifically theatrically distributed movies. Right. So, so it is
1: already considered a theatrical because right. that's what it's like being made because that's what it is being promoted mm-hmm. as exactly. whereas Netflix doesn't always have that designation as like no. this is a theatrical cut I mean
0: we saw it with uh, Beast of No Nation I think yeah exactly you know, yes. like they they specifically had a very limited theatrical run yeah. I think it was for just like a so week so or two be just so yeah. we could be like alright we put it in the fucking theater give us a nomination yeah. I,
1: I feel like this is all semantics and, and, and uh, this is uh, Steven Spielberg has every right to say this Like, 100%. And I don't know the rules clear enough. Mm -hmm. Like, just because I'm not that invested, I don't know what, like, Netflix has been doing in the background as far as advertising. They also keep a
0: lot, apparently, of, like, box office and analytics. They keep all that behind closed doors.
1: Right. We don't get to see all that information. Mm -hmm. We don't get to see why Netflix. Remember a while ago, we saw that they were going to take, like, a $2 billion hit. To mm-hmm. make all this stuff, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like They're always taking, gonna hits. go into debt to make this kind of stuff. Does it pay off in the end? We don't know any of this stuff, and yeah. Yeah. and I don't think S- Steven knows this stuff either. But I think he's saying or was saying this just so they could realize that maybe
2: not everybody's playing in the same playground mm-hmm. when it comes I, to this kind I of stuff. I am fine with that <laughs> as long as Spielberg isn't just attacking the. Netflix playground, right? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? No, like if, I agree. If, if there's agree. a bunch of issues at play, and one of them is, well, Netflix spends a bunch of money on promoting Roma, right. And other films that yeah. maybe other studios don't have that kind of budget. Exactly. I, I'll tell Spielberg, that's fine, man. But yep. are you also going to talk about how much some studios do actually spend?
3: Yeah. How much exactly. of a push
2: Bohemian Rhapsody got right. for Best Picture, right. like, and how much money Fox shelled out for that? And yep. and like, is that fair? And I, right. I I would just hope that Steven Spielberg. Um, Sir Spielberg is uh is aware that like it comes across like he is attacking the little guy only because yeah, everybody's yeah. poor but has Netflix. Yeah, so it exactly. feels like Roma is this it does feel like it's an underdog, and even if it's not. It feels like a very antiquated thing it that does. He's saying as well. I I happen to disagree know? with him where he was like a movie not made for theater shouldn't count as a movie. Right. Because again, Roma was made and then like picked up by right. Netflix. Right? Isn't yeah. that how that works? So yeah. like so so I disagree with Spielberg on that. Yeah. But if Spielberg is talking about the spending and about exactly you know all the semantic I, I, stuff I, that we. I'm don't fine really with redefining about. some yeah. stuff, and if and if he's like, well, it should be three months. Then again, like you were pointing out, Adam. Well, there's been other movies nominated for stuff that didn't yeah. last three months. So right. if you want to be fair, like it should go across the you board for everything back then too. You know? Right, that kind of a thing. Yeah, so man. like, if it's an across the board up and down, hey, let's look at all of our, all of our rules. Mm-hmm. As long as it doesn't clearly just looks like it's going to. Um, Discredit or or make it more difficult for Netflix to, yeah. to push great right. films because *Beast of Donation*. No yeah, I thought when I saw that I was like, this could have been nominated for Best oh, Picture for, yeah. for sure because it yeah. was incredible yeah, 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 and yeah. it had nothing to do with like you know me being stoked like ooh I just get to watch this on Netflix like, I kind of mm-hmm, give a shit mm-hmm. you know I, I, and. And I don't think that um, I think more and more people are coming around to that being legitimate like it's yeah. not not it's
0: not illegitimate yeah so there was a quote from an, an academy governor who said there's a growing sense that if Netflix is going to behave like a studio there should be some sort of standard and i I don't disagree with that yeah I do think that if you do want to be recognized by the academy by the industry by what's of I do think that Clear across the board, whether you 're Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, whoever you are, uh-huh. you know in cooperation with all the motion picture studios, there should be a standard we should they yeah. should define like great if you want to be considered for a a, mm-hmm. a best picture nomination. Here's the criteria, right? No ands, ifs, or buts. You yep. have to meet the criteria. Every movie before Every movie. you has followed this rule. Exactly, but we don't know
3: how
1: much they enforce those rules either. You well, know? and that's like, the thing
0: is like that's mm-hmm. going to require them to say like, okay, cool. If this movie plays in a theater, if yeah. this is a th- movie that's meant for theatrical distribution, mm-hmm. and it plays in a the theater for a week, and it and and or if it, pl- let's say uh, there are very few movies that play for a week. If a movie right. plays for four weeks and doesn't meet the ninety day window, right? Then like. It can't be considered right, right And that sucks Because it's like Netflix kind of has like Unlimited money right, Because they're exactly. constantly Just going into debt Right Because they'll, they're hoping To just recoup all that right. By bringing more subs Where like A movie A movie from a studio That's an indie Doesn't, like have, doesn't that. have that Yeah It doesn't like have your Basically unlimited Your budget's funds. your budget Yeah You're probably not gonna Make any money for us So like we can't we can't, we can't give you justify more. giving you more. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's it's hard.
1: Yeah, so it's it's I, it sucks that Steven sounds like the old guy in this, but he also knows a lot more than we do. Yeah, and we can't make the argument count like countering that because he's yeah, playing, you know he's and it's hard because there's went.
0: directors you know like Ava DuVernay who signed yeah. who has like a Netflix not an, I don't think she's not not a Netflix exclusive but she very much is very involved and has she has like a some sort of a contract where she's developing multiple projects on right. Netflix and for her you- you know, she may not get the opportunity to have right. a movie distributed theatrically. Yeah, like exactly. Because of, let's say, because of a movie how like A Wrinkle in Time did. Right. Studios might be like, ah, we don't feel comfortable don't, giving her a budget. That, but Netflix yeah. is like, please, right. you made an incredible documentary yeah. for us. Come make more movies. Come, Come make, make more, more shows. And then we'll try to like, get you in the Oscars. Yeah, She should be, if she makes a killer movie that has the potential to be nominated, right. like it should be able to right. be nominated. It, it feels very
1: anti- Like the spirit of what a movie is You know Like it feels very anti-filmmaker So say he would have said that After a movie like Star Wars came Mm -hmm. out You know Like Mm -hmm. if the original Star Wars came out He's like Oh well this only had three It was It fell below the 90 day window Which it very clearly didn't It was in theaters forever Mm -hmm. But say it would have fallen short of that Would he have complained Or like would somebody have said something Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know It's just I feel like we could kind of talk about this forever too
2: I want to read a uh, tweet from Ava DuVernay Uh who she was tweeting about the story from Mm -hmm. the playlist.net Steven Spielberg to voice his Netflix concerns at upcoming academy meeting Mm -hmm. and she said dear at the academy this is a board of governors meeting and regular branch members can't be there but I hope if this is true that you'll have filmmakers in the room or read statements from directors like me who feel differently thanks Ava DuVernay there you go and I think that's fair and also I want to I wanted to mention the the um, the the uh writer that I was following, the editor that I was following, that I mentioned who was tweeting about the Academy Awards was uh, Jacqueline Coley, mm. who you all should follow on Twitter. I feel like you probably Jacqueline do. Coley? Yeah, yeah. At that Jacqueline. <laughs> she was saying uh, about the um, – let me just scroll down real quick to, to find it – about the, the uh, Green Book, Roma, Black Panther, and Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Won three Oscars that is all the evidence you need to tell you the academy is in transition i -hmm. expect a few more years like this before we see consistency again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she said by the way this is not a comment on quality it is a comment on taste Mm -hmm. newer younger academy voters favored black panther and roma older more established academy voters favored green book and bohemian rhapsody Mm -hmm. and she kind of kept tweeting about stuff um uh, not total Bohemian Rhapsody 1-4, but I can't bear to say that film leads all. I just can't, is what she said. <laughs> no. and, and she also goes, also not for nothing, but virtually every film school on the planet teaches hashtag do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee's yeah. film. Yeah. Which films tonight you think we will be talking about in 20 years? Yeah. True. You know? So, yeah, so I, yeah I think Jacqueline's uh, awesome. So, yeah. y'all should yeah. be following her. I but, think, uh, yeah. I think she has got of, some other great facts and stuff about all the women and people of color that won at the Oscars mm-hmm. and it was cool. But, okay. but yes, the Oscars follow. are all bullshit. And, <laughs> and talking <laughs> yes about talking about Steven Spielberg trying to limit or, or his concerns with how Netflix is spending, it's like everybody who, who kind of does those deep dives. And it's funny that comic book kids, comic book dudes are, are now being like, wait, Black Panther won more Oscars than The Dark Knight did. It's like, Dude, if you look more about the Academy Awards history, like you'll know that it is huge amounts of bullshit. It There's is. Great moments of filmmaking history where, where uh, recognition happens and the right people win awards and they give amazing speeches and like things change, but like, mm-hmm. it's mostly bullshit. It's yep. really depressing. So do a little <laughs> bit of a deeper dive more than just oh, your favorite s- your superhero, superhero, movies superhero movies and yeah. look at the actual history of the mm-hmm. Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. And if, if that really upsets you, you should do that history search because then you'll go, oh, oh Okay. Yeah. It's fine. Right. Like, and your question might
1: be yeah.
0: answered by you just digging yes. in a yeah. little bit
2: deeper. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think at the end of the day in terms of this article, I I as someone who like really loves going to the movies, mm-hmm. as long as my ability to go to the movies to experience the theatrical experience of watching a movie mm-hmm. isn't in some way affected, then like I don't have any issue with Netflix movies or Amazon originals Same. or Hulu right, right, movies right. like Same. being incorporated into the into yeah. because I, I mean, I again like because that these stream because these streaming services have a little more flexibility with their money and their budgets, they can pour a little bit more money into marketing. They can mm-hmm. pour a little more money into pushing these movies out there. Yeah, is that does it, Does that sort of skew it one way? It does, but like, it's kind of the way. the is That's the, the name of knowing. the game, though. That's like amazing.
1: that's that's the Oscars. Yep. Yeah. they campaign for their movies. Yep. yep, that's a whole other conversation. But yep. that's yeah. I
0: feel like we need to wrap this one up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Go! <laughs> yeah, 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 whoa! Uh, but guys, we're super excited. We're gonna get, we're gonna check out Captain Marvel on Monday, yeah. so you should be expecting a review for us from us sometime after that. Yeah, I think we're embargoed until Tuesday, so we technically can't release. Well, yeah, until yes, Tuesday. we're
2: embargoed until Tuesday, but uh, white males are embargoed until forever. They can't fucking see it. <laughs>
0: you can never see this movie. How
2: the Brie Larson said. Brie Larson said. She said it. Said no, no, no. That wasn't even. No, me. she didn't.
1: That wasn't even me, Doug. <laughs> that, that was Brie Larson. That was Brie she Larson. said. They said that. Yeah. They said. The actress, they bro. said
2: you could try to go to the theater, but the movie has this weird frequency where white males will literally <laughs> yeah. not go be blind. able to they'll they'll go, be, blind. They'll go blind. They'll, they'll go, take oh. your money, oh. you'll but you sit, won't. You'll see. sit down and go, "Isn't there supposed to be a movie?" What yeah. screen? And every, everybody white. else will be like, "Oh wow!" And you'll be like, "I can't see Guys. the screen." You <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> know Glasses it's, are only broad, it's only broadcasting on the feminist channel. I don't. Yeah.
1: I can't see this. Where's that
0: 3D? It's only on the feminist channel. yeah Guys, in the meantime, let us know in the comments below what you thought about everything that we talked about. How do you feel about the Steven Spielberg situation? What are your thoughts on Netflix movies being considered for best picture at the Oscars? Which of these toys would you get?
1: <laughs> Why is this guy wearing a hula hoop? i
0: I uh, uh, Thank I you guys, guys so much for watching. We will catch you guys in the next reaction. We're almost at hundred thousand. We can't wait to hit that goal. Dude, it share, 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 get share, us share, people. share, 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 share,